Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. Libertarians, lovers of the lead, everyone out there in Radio Land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. Would you like to help me out with that, Paul? I'm sorry, our special guests can't hear. So, uh, they don't want me to worry about it. That's fantastic. <laughs> so true. There, you have some audio now? Oh, all right, good. He would say yes if he was dead silent in his headset right now. He'd be like, yeah, I got audio. Do you, I mean, is it possible that it was just not loud enough? Like, it was pretty loud, but it needed to be, like, all the way up. I think Adam had to do something. It's all right. I mean, it's fine. It's about me. All right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. Yeah. And of course, here's, look, you here's threw Paul. Adam off now. Here's Paul, the producer. Hi. Yes. He broke his intro. He doesn't know what to do. He's totally broke down right now. He's a mess today. I Okay, so... Uh, he probably imbibed very heavily last night. Do you think so? No. He said he did not. When I spoke to him, I said, you, are you, you hung do, over? You do understand that when you, like, are... When you have, like, incompetent mornings, it's kind of better to say I imbibed heavily than just let people assume that that's how you really are. I'm that, just exhausted. I'm sorry. That might be true. Exhausted? How late were you there? After midnight. Hmm. What time did and you You weren't leave? drinking? Oh. I had two bourbons. That's all you had, two bourbons? Yeah. That's why. you got to get yourself were right. They, were they, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> she throws some bourbon in me. Straighten right up. Probably. <laughs> I had some in my trunk before I left this morning, and I forgot about it because I went to Costco to get... I'm having... This is a whole thing now. I don't really want to bring it up because Adam is very upset right now. Because he's not invited to some shindig. You're yeah. No, he's not. No. He doesn't want to go. So here's, no. here's how I know Adam wants Who to go. Cares? Here's how I know Adam wants to go. He came up with this whole elaborate well, first plan. Off, first off, what is, what is your shindig? Uh, I like to hear this. We're doing a Friendsgiving. Are you having like a, what is it going to be, fall? Are you having like a fall spectacular? Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. How did I know it was going to be real lame, right? I The, the, the lame dar went off in my head. Like, there's got to be something really lame going on at the Crocker house. So... Friendsgiving. Right, but it's just like... So a, you didn't invite your best Whole Foods friend. Well, listen. What? So How we, is that friends thing? How? No, because it's not... It's really just our friends with kids. So everybody that... Oh, all of our wow, friends that have, like... kind of very, like... I don't know. Because who wants to be there when there's nine one-year-olds running around that doesn't have kids? I would never show up to something like that when I didn't have I a mean, kid. This is very, like, mean. Well, so Adam said, oh, well, I don't care. I don't want to be there. Then he... then. It was, night- it was a fun idea I had as part of a weird thing. Yeah, okay. To call his friends the clause? No. no. Oh, so no. he said no. he was going to call Emily and see if he could borrow her child oh, for the she day. Would never. To no, I was going to park her. I was going to bring her too. Right, but. And he, this is after he told me, like, oh no, it's no big deal. Because he found out I that. I thought it was, it was a funny thing. You know who I blame? I blame you. Why? Because I told him I shouldn't yeah, say anything. Yeah, why do you keep having these stupid-ass events and then tell him about it when you know you didn't invite him? 
It's it's not that I don't no, invite him. You like it's drama. not that I don't invite him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, Fred wow. Rui, formerly of Nomad Cigars, is wow. here. He has written a new book that we are going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Fred is so thrown off right so now. So long, and thanks for the bacon. I was Sorry. Saying, you want the title? I, I, I have it right here. Did I'm trying you to read find it? You. So long, and thanks for the bacon, Fred. Did you read it? You think he's professional? Look at my look at my tabs. I know. I saw. See, I've read the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking points. Talking points. I'm a professional. You didn't read the book, did you? I didn't have any time. Oh yeah, because like I have, dude. You're single and you don't live with anybody. When you get off, I, I got four kids and a wife to go home to. I read the book. That's my kid. I don't have time. You make time. I got nothing but time. You make time if you need it. He, he means, does work he a lot means, of hours. Means, let's be honest. He means. He means. He, just, <laughs> he doesn't work more hours than me, dude. You know, he spent all week on his Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, you know, costume, and now he has nowhere to go. I mean, exactly. <laughs> give him a little break. I mean, you know, I had a whole turkey thing. The hair got done. Yeah. He had this turkey theme. I mean, he had to go get real feathers <laughs> for this shit. He's been the same hair for the last eight years. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I was trying to cut him a break. No. Thanks. Well, not at all. So when is this Friendsgiving? Tomorrow. Is it like is it like a Thanksgiving just for friends? It's like a potluck. Like uh, we're cooking the turkey and a couple of the main dishes. How do, you, do you play the Friends show? Is that the deal? Like is that, is that, what, is that what it is? Like no. you dance around, Chandler like not a chapter in your book. Uh, potluck. <laughs> potluck should be. It. It, I don't get the, potluck. You know what? Like, there's there's a lot of food uh, in the book oh, already. I don't want to do all the but, but potluck is like the biggest cop out in the universe. But You're right. I want to have a party, but we want to do shit. So we yeah. make all our guests bring food. No. I'm I'm cooking the turkey. I bought the turkey. We're making the turkey. We're making a couple of the side dishes. Whatever everybody else would like to bring, they can bring. So, so, so you ponied up for the turkey, which is like thirty nine cents a silo to cook a turkey. Do you know <laughs> something? Can I can I tell why you? Why would you Why would you impose on your guests to bring food? Who created this concept? My wife. She wanted. No, no, I mean, your wife didn't create it. She oh, I don't know. But potluck, that should have been a chapter. Most of the time, we don't do that. that that's but, so Fred Ruiish, right? I mean, are you four potlucks, or do you? I mean, I no, no, no because um, he's a, yeah, no, he's everybody a, he's a brings, you know, there's always that one dude that brings, like, the carrot raisin salad, you and gonna, you're like, what the, what the hell? Listen, are you going to really eat food, and you don't really got, like, eat cats in the house? No. Around the, I, mean, no. I, don't no. Want, I don't want people bringing food into my house. Okay, I know I mean, a bottle people. of wine. So you're not really hosting a party. You're hosting an event where people bring you food. Yeah, that's fine. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Is that what it is? And, let me, let me, and you're throwing in this 39 cent turkey. Right. You know that that. First of all, it was eleven dollars. Oh, hello. Eleven dollars for the whole turkey. <laughs> it was supposed to be higher turkey. It was supposed to be eleven dollars a pound. Okay, so there's no turkey in the universe eleven dollars. No, a pound. that's what my wife said. No, that's what my wife no, said. And no. Here's a guy who's never no. went to a grocery store. Yep. No, I have people do that. Exactly. $11 a pound. What is it? What is it? Got gold nuggets? He's stuck with gold nuggets. <laughs> yeah, $11 a pound. He knows. And that's a small turkey. So what, do you have like four friends? Exactly. What? I mean, it's how many people are coming? Pounds. No, no, no. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Stop, wait hold on. Stop, hold on. You know the turkey's 25 pounds, and yeah. you know you paid $11, and you think it's $11 a pound? I, I'm just going by what my wife told Math me. Math is know. hard. No, Math it's, is hard. Uh, and you think I joke when I say the best we could afford? No, 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 yeah. no, no. What, what I was saying is I thought it's she said it was $11 a, a pound, and they only charge her for one pound because they wouldn't let her lift it because she's pregnant. 
So she's oh like, they God. just ripped the tag off and put it in the car. They didn't charge me the right amount. So okay. it was eleven dollars for one pound of turkey, but you got a twenty-five pound turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's good. That's, that's it's eleven dollars for a turkey. And they're gonna make price? it up in volume. So, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. The journeyman butcher talking about turkey prices. Yeah. We're good to go now. We got, you got straight from the... the, 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 the we have guy. the source. We have, we have the, the source, source in the house. All right. Yeah. Well, so, so I was so, wrong. Yeah, so I love this potluck concept, right? You you, you, you basically make your friends cook and bring you food. You inconvenience right. them. And then you get to keep all the leftovers. Uh, no, they can take leftovers. Who takes... Oh. Who would Le- take leftovers? leftovers. I have to bring my dish home. You don't take leftovers from Thanksgiving? That's the first thing okay. I do is load up a plate and take it. Make no, up, make from Thanksgiving. No, not from someone else's house. From Thanksgiving? No. Oh, well, okay, that's well, listen, listen, Like a piece of on. pie, maybe. No, no, no. no, no. I, I make a sandwich get that you thing You and I are on the go. same road, but this is like very much with my in-laws, man. It's like they come with their own Tupperware to take the to-go after like a big Thanksgiving. Oh, not a normal meal. Not a normal meal. Just they, the Thanksgiving they, they line up. up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, big Thanksgiving. They line up. Like, they, it's expected. I, yeah. I never experienced that growing up. Man. Tupperware for me is just an interim place to store something until I eventually throw it out. I don't. <laughs> that's all it is. I should just throw it out. But I'm, I'm going to park it in my fridge that's and Tupperware for a week. Does. So, yeah. wait, you don't believe in, to... in leftovers, Fred? No, he means he doesn't get to that. Well, I yes. just, I don't, I don't. See, I get it. Yeah. My wife's the master at this. I have, like, the <laughs> weekly Tupperware throwout in my fridge. Because when I buy new groceries and I, I open the fridge, there's nothing put in because everything's in Tupperwares from the last week. That and no you do that? You empty the fridge? If I I'm highly home. doubt that. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll, look, yeah, if I make. It's, well, you think one of my four kids does it? No, it sits there. I just don't see you doing there's it. There's about eight. No, because what happens is I, I have the stuff delivered to the house shipped. When it comes. Oh, I love I, shipped. Ships about, uh, so oh, I live by shipped. I organize. See, I'm, I'm, I'm the merchandiser. I group of the grocery with my dad. Oh, that's true. So the that's pantry true. drives me nuts. The fridge drives me nuts. So I got to merchandise it. You know, I'm trying to teach my kids how to, you know, line up all the cereal boxes in a row and the crackers and the condiments. Go, yeah, it doesn't work. But Abe's just, telling his kids which which cereals they need to move first. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody ever buys well, the cornflakes. No, but look, listen, I tell her, I said, look, when you got leftovers, use them for lunch the next day. When you got two bags of Garden Express salad, you got to look at a date and use the one, you know, I'm trying to teach them, but... No, I'm the one that empties out, like, the 30 Tupperwares of stuff that just goes straight to the garbage. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on the salad part, but okay, you run with whatever the story is. <laughs> not, for me, not for me. For okay, the girls, all right. For the girls' lunches, not for me. For the girls' lunches. Look, I'll eat leftovers at my own house. Like, if I make pasta one night and there's enough to put in the Tupperware the next day, I'll eat it the next day. But I don't take leftovers home from somebody else's This house. is Thanksgiving, Fred. Like, that's what I'm, the whole Then I'm going to make is. my own turkey. I, I, I don't, we never did you that go growing to, up. You go to your yeah, grandpa's house for Thanksgiving, that. you don't take leftovers. We've that's never weird. done no. that growing up. Yeah, that's weird. In fact, I, I don't think we ever even had, like, a doggy bag growing up. But then again, me and my brother used to pretty much finish everything we've ever But did you do ordered. Thanksgiving at your parents' house, or All you time. did it at a cousin's house? Well, or something? It would switch. It would be my dad's house one year, my uncle's house the other. And nobody took leftovers Never. when they left. Okay. They they... Don't turn your screwed up friends, friends <laughs> into our yeah. potluck issues. That's I mean, abnormal. <laughs> I'm telling you, I never saw it until I, my in-laws. And it's like, it was, you know, they're lined up. I mean, for Thanksgiving, we always send home plates. If we help, if we host it, everybody gets plates. If my parents host it, everybody gets plates. Like that's just so. Now you're normal. making it sound magnanimous when you're dishing out these plates of shit that people brought you to a potluck. Right? But now you're handing it back. Right. You're benevolent. This is not. <laughs> oh yeah. If we were hosting an actual Thanksgiving, we would make everything. But this, that's why it's a Friendsgiving, so they can put some work into it too. Now, I'm just curious. Have you had a Friendsgiving before? 
That's a yes. I don't want to answer this. That's I don't want to yes. have to talk about this. I shouldn't have brought this up. I knew I was. He's upset now. Look at Adam's like in a bad mood now. Next time you go he's, to Whole Foods and want to sit at the bar, remember you are not a friend. Yes. Yeah. I, he's, I, he downgraded me. He you said I'm what? not even a buddy. Listen, I'm going to tell you something you should be conscious of because it happens a lot, right? And I'm very good at not doing that. But oh boy, when couples start having kids, they start alienating their single friends. That's true. It happens That's very true. much. I agree. That's true. And you guys are doing that to poor Adam, man. Because it's Adam, wrong of you. Adam makes okay it a point it. to say he doesn't want to be around the kids if there's a bunch of kids there. He's like, we'll all go outside and smoke okay. cigars and do that. Well, that's, like, that's, that's, no that's, that. that's not oh, a like, on. that's more of a law right now with Adam, but that's different. That's, not <laughs> that's more of a law. Listen. You cannot <laughs> prove that. There is no paperwork that proves that. <laughs> to the guy who acts like he just met Adam, Adam doesn't like to be around adults. What's I, the that's difference? That's true. So if you're choosing to be a friend and hang around with an adult, you shouldn't bias him because of your children. But he wants to come to my. He just likes to come to my house. He's been to my house two or three times, and he wants to be to my be you, at my house. And I because feel you're bad. People that's willing to socialize with him and hang out and drink with him, and then you alienate him, dude. You're cruel. Does, so, so does the whole judgmentalness? Does that come with the Lamas classes? Or is, that, <laughs> is that something you pick up once the kid's right. born? Fred, you just showed your age. Nobody does Lamas anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, they do daddy daycare. Yeah, where, yeah. Whereas a man, I'm sorry, they can teach you how to wipe a, your son's a, ass. It's a friend's Lamas now. You bring your white friend's Lamas. Okay, sorry, my my mistake. I don't know if you caught this, but you know he actually went to a daddy daycare. No, it's daddy boot camp. Whatever. And I didn't take the class. Oh no, 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 no. You went to the class and the instructor didn't show up. Yeah, they tell you. that's not. No, the instructor the showed class. up. They just canceled it. Oh, whatever. I like how you think boot camp made it more manly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy daycare hey, boot camp. I yeah. said, what are you going to go to a class that they're going to teach you? Are you breastfeeding? Because I got to change a diaper. You need a manual to change a diaper, dude. How many diapers have you changed in your life? Uh, at least two on each of my kids. Two on each of your kids. Like two actual diapers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm a little bit more hands-on than that. I, I change his diaper every morning. I change his diaper at night before I put him to bed. Like, I, I change a lot of diapers. I, oh. I had never done oh, it before. because changing it multiple times increases the difficulty. <laughs> no, You're such a retard, You've dude. only changed two diapers. What's to make a difference? It didn't get any harder, did it? <laughs> who, who taught what you I'm, how to do the it? The point... Um, I kind of took elements that I kind of <laughs> used on myself and kind of figured it out on my child, you know? All right. Wipe the butt, Your wife clean didn't it up. teach you? I think she did. Listen, whoever, I didn't have to go to a boot camp for it, dude. It's just lame. I had no experience with children, so I, it didn't. I didn't take it anyway, and I'm okay. It's all right. Now you have friends. Friendsgiving boot camp. <laughs> so weird. What? <laughs> Fred Ruiz here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Providing excellent entertainment this morning. It's gonna be a you? phenomenal show. Well, before we get into the book, we should talk about his his past life. Right, I are we going into start. our Make Your Maker? Yeah, are, are, we, we, are we done yeah, with the antics? Are we done? What are we, are we done, done with the antics we... of the weekend? Yeah. Okay. All right, that's a wrap, people. I don't know. All right, everybody, thanks for coming. It's, yeah, it's been a <laughs> great right. show. We'll see you all next week. I'm just trying to get it off of me. I, I funny enough, I love attention. I don't want any more attention today. Dude, we've been trying to get it off of you for the last ten minutes, but for some reason it just sucked back into it. It's like that fly tape, right? Yeah, no, it's just get off it. It's like watching an accident. You know, as you're driving by, you can't help but look. So true. You know? So true. So where were you for the car giveaway last night? You only want to he only gets excited to see me in drag. That was worth him driving out. I, I, I honestly I, I forgot that it was last night. For some reason I thought it was tonight. No. From the Facebook post. I'm so. glad to have given that car away. Why? Because it was there for so long? Well we had it for six months. Yeah. But I, I had to pay insurance. I, I called him yesterday at uh, midnight tonight, that policy ends. <laughs> 
You could be insured? Why? Because it's in a public parking lot? No, because we drove it around. Because yeah. he has the car. Oh, we I didn't the know car. You, oh, I didn't know, no, I didn't know you drove it around. It's the garage. What is there? There's a fire. you got to insure it. Can't own a car and not insure it. It's $25,000. calling car. for an insurance agent. Yeah, I was, the second oh, I've taken a car off the road and, and, and it was in like a garage, you take the insurance policy off. Who cares? Uh, uh, what but it's cares? not a classic car. Well, you, like need, you need a comprehensive if you're going to do that in case the you know, garage falls or something. I never yeah. thought of that. What if the garage could visit fire? Meanwhile, my dad was in insurance for 40 years. In fact, Christian Roa's dad had a car I really, really wanted. I forgot what it was. Old classic car. I offered him like you know, a few thousand bucks for it a couple times or whatever. He calls me up out of the blue one day. He goes, hey, you still want that car? I said, I don't know. I don't remember what it looks like. You know, he's like, send me if it goes, yeah, I love that car. Did I? He's like, I'll give it to you for $500. Oh, no. Oh. I said, what's the catch? He goes, nothing. All right, what's going on? He goes, oh, let me, let me show you. His garage burned down. The car was in it. <laughs> oh. Charred to the bone. Oh. It was oh. on the back of a flatbed. Yeah, of course not. That's why you want to sell it for $500. So Christian Aroa. <laughs> Just saying. Just trying to make a couple bucks. Just saying. Hey, at least he told me before I wired the money. That was nice of him. Yeah. Did the guy enjoy the like? Was he a, is he a classic car fan? Like, did it go to somebody that would would appreciate it? Uh, he's a customer. It was a Ford F one fifty. Ford F one hundred nineteen fifty three. It was actually a very very nice truck. It was. Cool it was looking. a nice truck. Yeah, it was very. Yeah. It was. A, it, you know, we gave away that Cadillac, that fifty seven Cadillac, uh, two years ago. That was hard to drive. I mean, I drove that one a couple times, and I that actually was that was a scary. Boat. I mean, that thing was swaying like three lanes at a time. Oh Probably. really? Yes. But this is actually a good driving car, man. Um, they won it. They had a good time. It was a good crowd. You know, obviously a lot of disappointing people when you give away something like that. But you know, well, like I don't think anybody who was up there was <laughs> at, at any point taking the money, though. Well, I didn't want to take the money. Actually, you normally like the car was like twenty five thousand dollars. So normally, I could maybe buy it back for fifteen, sixteen. I made it ten this year because last year, last time we did this, I, I had, they took the money and I ended up having to get the car and sell the car. I didn't want the car. Yeah. I want to make sure they took yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah, take the car. You know, if they were going to take it for ten thousand, if they were, if they would have copped out and taken the ten thousand dollars I was offering, I would have put it on sale for twelve the next yeah, day. Yeah, then you make a few bucks and got rid of it in five minutes. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I wanted to make it so cheap. I wanted the car to be gone. So it was a good event. So now maybe it'd be a good time to introduce Meet Your Maker. Do you do that I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, game is pleased to welcome a different kind of a maker, a maker of books. Because <laughs> he's technically no longer making cigars. So, uh, Fred Rui, formerly of Nomad Cigars, and our uh, book author. This is uh, Fred, this is your third book that you know of, yes. That I know of, yes. How many books have you written? Four. Really? Yes. How come he doesn't know about that one? Because it wasn't under my was name. Was it porn? Oh, yeah. Oh. It wasn't under my name. Was it an erotica? No, but but thank you for thinking that that would have been something <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate why it. Why didn't you use your name? <clears throat> was that your I, first book? Yeah, it was just an experimental thing I was playing around with. He thought Jack London sounded better. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, you, did you make up a fun fake name? No. No, no. just Steve from Queens. No. Can you tell us the fake name? No. That's what we're and, getting. And at. I'm regretting that I even went down this road. Is the book still available for purchase? No. No, it's gone. Well, what's the title of the book? I'm not saying. Oh, oh come on. on. It was the book that bad? No. No. So why are you, like, ashamed of it? I'm just not going to talk about it. Was it a, a how-to guide well, to self-prostate exams or something? Like, yeah. Just... What, what kind of book are you, like, refusing to talk about? No, so no. It, 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 wasn't that, it wasn't that big a deal. It was just, it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was even, it didn't go anywhere. What was so. the topic? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I tried. 
I got a feeling it's going to percent plead the fifth on this one. Now. I, so yeah, no. So this is the third book that I've got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Under your name. That we can talk about. Yeah, very. That strange. we can talk about. It's yeah. Very strange segue, Fred. Uh, so very your odd. first book was Such be, a private the, individual. be the lime, not the lemon. There's too many lemons, right? The first book was um, winning the cash flow war, which was predominantly written. Winning the what? Winning the cash flow war, which okay. was predominantly written for high school and college kids. For my whole thing was that they, you know, you don't learn about money and you don't learn about relationships in school. And I sure as heck wasn't going to write a relationship book. Uh, so I wrote a finance book. So it's everything from... Was it a comedic No, tone? no, no, not legitimate, all. legitimate, legitimate, oh, so, you know. Okay, so what possesses you to do that? I'm just um, curious. You know what? So, in, so four years out of high school, I was bankrupt. And Wait, I, you, you were broke like the rest of us? Or yes. you were like legally bankrupt? I was legally bankrupt. How could you be legally bankrupt for four years out of high because school? Because I was How an idiot. Can you accumulate because I was an idiot. Yourself? Well, one, I didn't accumulate enough debt. And I didn't know that at the time. I'm just like, it seemed overwhelming to me. But I, I walked out, and I'm like, oh, I can't afford this stereo, but I can afford $25 a month. And I did that with 50 different things. And, you know, and then before you know it, I, I was in debt. So and, and you went and got a lawyer who actually filed the bankruptcy? I did. Oh, I my did, God. Because I was an idiot. Where were your parents to tell you you were an idiot? Oh, no, they figured I'd learn a lesson. They, they, they figured, they, they, no, they, 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 you know, and you know what, wow. I'm honey, glad it happened. Honey, that's Fred putting his finger in the yeah. sock. Oh, just let it go. I'm, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad it happened. Give him, Give him a minute. Yeah, I learned a lot from it. I'm, I, I, you know, I turned around and wrote the book to stop others from going down that road and everything else. Um, you know, I, listen, I went down that road. I, I think it's very common because, you know, you start getting credit cards. I mean, you, start, you don't know. You start getting credit cards yeah. left and right in the mail. And, of course, now hey, you want something. Put your hand down. Oh, keep putting that hand up. Camera, you so. move the camera yourself, so. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I did that. I ran my credit cards a couple times, drove my dad ballistic. I mean, because, yeah, I don't think my dad's, like, paid a penny in interest, like, his whole life. The thought of paying interest yeah. was, like, yeah. you know, killing him inside slowly. So, yeah, I was the victim of that. I think a lot of kids are, but you're right. Nobody really. They don't teach you. They don't, they teach, don't you. teach you. They don't know. So that's what the first book was. So I went and actually gave did away a bunch of it? copies. What's that? Yeah. Did, um, more more late high school and early college. Because I just don't did. think at that that age they really care. No, about. they they don't at all. They all, don't at all. All they know is they got some, they're broke, but they yeah. got a car that's gonna get them some beer and, and the, pizza, and they're good to yeah, go. Yeah, and there were some there were some teachers that used it and incorporated it into their classes really? and had that and stuff like that. And they talked about textbooks for a while, but that's a whole animal to go down. And um, so so it, it it was good. And I went and ta- actually showed up at some colleges and some high schools and actually came as a guest and just spoke to them and talked about it. How old are you here? Uh, well, it's 2005, so I'm I was still old. Yeah, okay. You know? so, so, yeah. <laughs> so it was, and it was published by Wiley, so it was a big publisher. They gave me a big advance for it and everything. So yeah. How did How did you come across that they would give you an advance? Because obviously it wasn't on the first book that nobody wants to talk about. No. Right. No. <laughs> so what was the merit? What was? What did you, you use that to get was, this publisher? No. He said no. <laughs> what was the merit? that a publisher said, oh, yeah, let's have this guy write this book. Well, there was an association. So there was a cash flow association that was a group of investors, and I was president of that association. So I think Uh, they were looking at the exposure that I already had. Okay. And me, I mean, like, I would never go with a big publisher again. I mean, I say that, I don't know that. But, I mean, I was just under that, oh, I thought, you know, they're going to send me up with book signings, and they're going to fly me all over. They don't do jack. They just hope that you bring a big enough audience that moves enough books. So, um, you know, it's okay. I mean, it 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 was a good learning experience, and you learn from all of them going forward. Interesting. So, when you got in the cigar business, basically you were you were hanging out with actually Avo a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So Avo, Avo was right around two thousand. So yeah. we were smoking three, four times a week together. Um, and then he just basically just said, "Hey, you know, when are you going to make a cigar?" And I'm like looking around Jeff's place up there, and I'm like, "Like we need another friggin' cigar in this world." 
And uh, we went down to the R, and basically, you know, my first cigar was uh, dealing with a gentleman by the name of Victor Delacruz, who yeah. I just told him what I liked, and he kept coming back and forth, and we ended up with a cigar, and then it took off, and then flash forward seven years later, it was 48 SKUs, 16 blends, and then uh, then I sold, which we talked about on the last show. Yeah. yeah. You glad you did it? Um, part of me is. Part of me really misses it. Part of me keeps getting pulled back into the cigar stuff, which I will. You're still heavy in social media. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's still, you know, a lot of good friends. I mean, I, I love the industry, and I was a cigar geek going into it and, st- and still am. Um, you know, and I think I mentioned on the show, it's like, you know, since then there's been lots of very gracious conversations, but it's a very short list of people that I like their company and I like their product. Of course. And so there's some great people that I'm just like, dude. I just yeah. don't smoke your stuff. And then the other way around, like, you're a great company, but your yeah. cigars suck. I liked a lot you of know. girls before I got married. Didn't mean I was going to marry Yeah, Yeah, so I've been I've been helping out some people on some stuff on the side. But, um, you know, just, just enough to stay relevant and stay involved. So as somebody who sold your company, let me ask you, um, keeping an eye on it? No. Or, or no. It's out of your head. Yeah. Because um, Abe has a question. You could, you, you, I could do my own damn interview. Oh, sorry. Jesus, you, 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 you suck as a producer. <laughs> I'm not, you know. Holy shit. It's called the lead, and I'm leading him up to the question. Paul's got, was that just not retarded? Yes, it was retarded. I don't know a lot of job description and producer, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, no, I, I, I decided early on, you know, there was opportunity to stay involved. Because, you know, some people are that way. They sell their company. And they watch because they feel like it's one of their children, and they don't want nothing bad to happen. They want to make sure you do, you do, and you can't help do. No, you can't people, help that a little bit. Yeah, but, but you know what? Sell and you just have done with it. You have, you have to for your own emotional well-being. If it's something you built from scratch, yeah. you have to let it go. You got it. And just know that you know what? That's not the decision I made, or I like that decision, or I don't like that decision. You have to divide yourself emotionally from it, or you'll just go nuts because it'll. No one's ever going to do exactly the way you would do it. Oh, but I you saw know. something that was totally not the way you would do it. I, yeah. Okay. Have you seen the Nomad Cotton Candy? Uh, no, I know they're they're really into the what? crazy games uh, and Cotton names and all this other candy. stuff on there. Yeah, I I saw. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Nomad Cotton. Yeah, candy. you can't. My dad. My Is dad that, when he saw the logo, my dad hated their new logo. Um, yeah. And I, by the way, I like those guys. They're really good guys, and they're good cigar it's guys. Bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not about them personally. No, no. And, 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 and the band's about yeah. that long on the cigar. My dad calls me up after he saw that. He's like, "Did you see their logo? I'm so pissed." I'm like, "Aren't you mad about their logo?" And I'm like, "Dad, it's not my company. Hear, it's when, not my company." But when you hear Nomad Cotton Candy, do you cringe a little? <laughs> I cringe. I'll tell you when I cringe, and it's not even their fault, and it's nobody's fault. It's the people that don't know that I sold Nomad. That are like that are tagging me on social media. I'm trying Fred's new cotton candy or, or kitten oh, whiskers or whatever it is. You know, I mean, kitten whiskers. You know, and, and 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 so I'm getting credit or you know, and unfortunately, it's not enough bashing because the cigars are good. So I'm getting credit for cigars that I had nothing to do with on on, on marketing that I had nothing to do with. So that's yeah. that's when I cringe. That's yeah. the only time I cringe. And it's not it's not because they're not good. It's just because I'm not really involved. So, so you, you're very still involved in the cigar community. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, for and, sure. And so, I mean, you mentioned just a couple seconds ago that you'll probably get back into it. Yeah. So you are looking to get back into the cigar Yeah. Industry. No, I absolutely would with, with the right with the right position. I'm not going to rebuild another cigar that, from scratch. Oh, uh, that was the question. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do you that. You want to be involved. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the environment's changed. I hear Skip's um, hiring. <laughs> the, the environment he seems to be the only one hiring because according to him everybody else is firing so yeah. the environment's different I mean you know to go your own way and foot the bill on everything yourself right now is hard I'd, I'd like to be part of an organization it's hard now when was it easy well 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's it was fair. never it, easy. I mean, it was, it was easier, you know, 15 years ago when there was less competition. But, Do you uh, think it was? Because 15 years ago, no one would ever find out who you were. You're right. I mean, I think it's different problems now. It's I, different I, I problems. think it's different problems. I still think it was yeah. never easy. It's like everybody that comes along right now. It's like people that are starting up right now. I'm like, kid, you know what you're walking into. It's like, well, I'm just going to do what Rocky did. I'm going to go shop to shop for three hundred sixty-three dollars, <laughs> you know, days a year. And no it's like, clue, dude. That, that's been done. There was a you couple know? old guys sitting next to my dad. Actually, the guy who won the car last night, and he's talking to me about, yeah, we'd like to open up a cigar shop. I said, I, this is exactly what I said. Come I said, again. I said, you two stay right here. I'm going to go get a couple hammers in the back. You guys can bang your cocks for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Because you're better off that than even thinking about opening up a retail shop, especially here in Florida, because it's, they're like 7-Elevens here. Yeah, yeah. You know, Flor- Florida cigar smokers don't realize how spoiled they are. Because there's a lot of pretty solid retailers, you know, yeah, uh, scattered yeah. throughout Florida. And you can smoke in the cigar shop. So there's a lot of cigar shops outside of the state that you can't smoke in. Yeah, that's not as prolific as it may get. But, I mean, what I'm saying is just quality shops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you hard know, to good, find a good quality shop, good selection. shop that's yeah. got good product, takes care of the product, decent service, a place to sit and enjoy it. You go to a lot of parts of the country, man. You got to drive just to get to one of those. I'm talking about yeah. a hall. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Or you got some dump next to you, or the nearest thing is a liquor store in the corner with a humidor in the corner. So, I mean, they're pretty spoiled here in Florida. I mean, they're, I mean, it's good for them, but yeah, there's like one in every corner down here. So yeah, but people just there's a couple states that I think are really spoiled. I think Florida's really spoiled. I think Texas is really spoiled Texas from, from their lounge. Big the big lounges big. there are absolutely amazing in in, in the in the major cities. Yeah, Texas is pretty spoiled. Got a lot of good reputable retailers out there. So, uh, would this be something that might happen in 2021, or you know, any any uh, uh, 2020 table? probably? Um, which 20, 2020 does come before 2021. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> They're I mixing just, it up with the yeah. new decade, so yeah. I just um, time dwarfed a little bit. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. You know, some people get the days of the week wrong with their any. I just got the whole year. Look, I'm, I, I, look, the ideal job for me that comes across is look. I love the marketing. I love mixing with the people. I love being involved in the conversations about tobacco and the knowledge and all that other stuff. So when that position comes to me, um, that that might you know it's the right fit company. That would be the move I would do. But I'm also not looking for a full time gig. You know, like really? I don't. Yeah, and I don't want to work for anybody. So I mean, it's already it's got a lot. It's got a lot of problems. I mean, yeah, 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 I, I, mean, yeah. I don't want to work for nobody. I don't want to I'm not a job. good employee. I, you Do know, you want to get paid? Yeah, I would, yeah, paid if you didn't want to get paid, that would solve a lot of the exactly. problems. I think it's going to be more under a consulting type umbrella or somebody that I'm working with, uh, you know, in some fashion. I think that would be for me from a lifestyle. So you standpoint. want a friend that'll pay you to talk about cigars? I want somebody <laughs> that invites me to Friendsgiving. <laughs> I want that's what I want. I want somebody that you know that we're that close. You're, you're Do welcome you have to come. Kids? I have a daughter. She's oh, you're, you're, she's, 20, she's 28, so now she's an adult herself. So oh, now yeah, I'm, no, I'm not, she's I'm not invited. She's I'm not you invited. Know. And I'm not renting her to Adam to take to a party no. either. So uh, yeah. smart you know. man. That's a it's smart a decision man. right there. Yeah, you don't qualify for the decor. The no, no. Anymore. no. Thank God, that's a potluck. No, I, I just assume people don't want to go. That's that's what I meant. Okay, I'm sorry. so so should should we talk about the elephant in the room? Sure. I have four kids. Oh. I guess I'm not a friend. You would not come. See, that's the, that's the excuse. I've invited you several times to my okay, events. Off, You've come to most of them. Yeah, so why would you so say why would, why, So why would you say I he wouldn't come? I wasn't invited to your friend's giving. It was, I guess I'm not a friend. No, no, that's not true. Even though we were invited to your son's first birthday, so, which we went to. Wow. And, yeah. and Adam but was I very guess, upset that he wasn't invited to that. But I guess I'm not a friend. No, so if I'm not, not. going to invite Adam, I don't want to, I oh, didn't want to oh, invite you. Oh. That's not why. I mean, DC, DC is... The wow. hypocrisy that's in this room is mind-boggling. And, and and how does that make you feel, Paul? <laughs> I feel pretty good. Huh? God, I haven't been to therapy in so many years. This, whew, 
shaking it out of me. <laughs> All right, let's get back to more important stuff. Please. So Fred uh, might be in the industry the next time we talk to him. Yeah, could be. Officially. Could be. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you and this time I'm, to people? I, I mean it. I'm not coming back on the show until I can smoke on the show. Uh, by the time you're back in the industry. You said that last time. You <laughs> did say that. You did say that. You waited me out. <laughs> we might we might be in the new studio. So let's talk about this. Well, bro- okay. Well, we got to take a break? What? Yeah. Gonna, are we in break? It's about that time. <laughs> yeah, why don't we take a break and then we'll get into right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the, We'll deep dive into the book. All right. So uh, we're going to have more with Fred and his new book. Till then, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, a robust and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman, this cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. And it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up, be different, and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. There's nothing more important to me than family. That's why I treasure the moments with my wife, Terry, and our son, Christopher, a.k.a. Christoph. When we have those rare moments to talk about life, there's nothing better than smoking Christoph to enhance our time together. For Terry, it's our Christoph Sweet Tip Cuban Selection. For Chris, our Sumatra. And for me, our original Maduro. Enhance your family time with Christoph Cigars. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Hey, this is Clay from La Polina Cigar Company. My likes and dislikes, long walks in the park, old-school gangster films, wrestling grizzly bears with hay. Dislikes, smelly feet, flight attendants with an attitude, and Friday afternoon traffic. What I know you will like is the La Polina family of fine cigars, such as Mr. Sam, Bronze Label, and our highly rated classic series. But let's not forget the limited edition Goldie. Quality forever, La Polina Cigars. Placencia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placencia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continue the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Placencia Cigars, perfected for more than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdara Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. 
My Way and our latest creation, Oscar Valdares Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. Keep the party going all week long at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, enjoy $3 premium drinks from the bar till midnight. Magnum Mondays means $100 Magnums of Belvedere and Moet Brut until midnight. Get your thrills every $10 Tuesday with $10 dances all day and night. Ladies, don't miss Women Crush Wednesdays with half off your cover charge. No matter the time of day, it's always a good time at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. ABC doesn't have a photo. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Come to my shop. I'll give you one. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Adam K., the brewmaster. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. And Paul, the, the drama de producer. Drama de producer, yeah. Yeah, Paul, right. who has no friends in this room right now. Yep. Well, I don't know. I think your dad still likes me a My dad bit. doesn't like me. He said he, he, said likes, he likes me. You? He said he likes you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are here with... Uh, Can he respect. go to your party? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, oh. he is welcome to come. Oh, yeah. If you want to come. Yeah, what a yeah. cop out. Listen, why don't you call your wife first before you say anything? Yeah. You might show up. I already texted her. I get, asked her get, if Roger could come. Get the clearance. Yeah. Anyway, we're here with our special guest, Mr. Fred Rui, formerly of Nomad Cigars, who has written a brand new book. I want to ask him what he's done before up to this book. Now, you, you sold your company how long ago? Almost exactly a year. All right. So it's been, I thought it was about a year. And I see you traveling a lot. Yes. Right? Yes. Anything, any bucket list items you got off your thing? I mean, anything like you, you said, wow, that year I'm kind of glad I got to that and do that, other than writing. How long did it take you to write the book? Let's be real. Um, I mean, off and on about a year. So you did work on it, like, but but I did. I mean, most of it was done in about two months. When I, I so I, we went we not, we took an international uh, uh, cruise. We took or not transatlantic cruise. That's it. Oh wow! So we we, we left uh, we left didn't out of Florida. You out to be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? Like only the day the captain came out and says we're in the middle of the ocean. Right? I'm like, <laughs> Seriously? Because you know it's a long time. If yeah. anything, oh yeah, goes no. And he's like, you know, so we're we're there. we're ten million miles from the nearest land. Yeah. Goes, and then and then he goes and there's this pause and you think he's done. He's just. Unless you look at downward. And then he's like, now oh, we're only five miles. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. What the hell is that? And he said when we went, we went across the entire tra- the transatlantic, he said we only passed eight ships the entire time. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's... Listen, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm shocked you passed eight ships. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought shipping lanes or cruise ship lanes or it's something. It's the Atlantic Ocean, man. It's like huge. That's yeah, like, but that's like people. That's like people who don't realize. But don't they have lanes? Like you always hear about, like yeah. somebody like maybe. on a raft. No, they, they, they get into a shipping, shipping lane. lane. Yeah, yeah. But, but but they probably not are. They're probably not in shipping lanes. Yeah. I mean, you don't like, uh, you don't know be like really cool. Like if you're out and right after you made that announcement, like we're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you just got a guy there in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, they should put one out just as a joke, right? I would. They, I was told like an, an, oh. like an animatronic guy. Yeah. Oh, or no, like a real guy. Just dump him off the back. So the goal, the goal was since it was seven, I think it was seven days of Are no land. Are you playing ocean sounds? Right, yeah. Stop. It sounds like static. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, there was the goal was like there were seven. <laughs> yeah, everybody's adjusting their radios. Right now. <laughs> what? The goal was seven days. I'm like, I'm gonna write the book in seven days. So I get on the ship, and the first day I'm like, okay, I don't have to do the first day. So I'm gonna <laughs> drink. So I'm like, yeah. Next day I'm gonna write. So I'm like, I figure out the words of how many words I need. I want, you know, I wanted over 130 pages. I'm like, okay, I gotta do so many pages a day. Is that why there's a lot of drawings? 
No. Well, that pushed it from 135 to 164. Do you get paid uh, by the page? No, I don't. I don't. But uh, by about the fifth day of the cruise, I'm like, apparently I am not writing this book right now. Oh, so you didn't even start it? No, I didn't. I didn't. You know, but it was good. I needed just to just chill. And and, and my wife, the same thing. I mean, just to relax. We just had a great time. I played, um, oh, what's, oh, I forgot the name of the game. Not the, it's like tennis. Tennis ping pong, a small court. Pickleball? Yes. Yeah. Pickleball was a blast. What it's huge down here. It's, it's, it's huge here. like miniature tennis. So you can suck at tennis and kick ass yeah, at Yeah, because you don't have pickleball. to move. Yeah. Not yeah, as much. exactly. You can stand in place. And, 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 and in my defense, most of the other players were like 85 years old. But that's not the important part <laughs> of the story. He's like, come was... on, old bastards. Let me kick it. <laughs> I mean, is that called table tennis? No. No, that's it's an actual that's... court. It's it's a court. It's like yeah. a miniature court. All the fifty five plus communities here, like where my whoa, parents have whoa, their house, whoa. They, they yeah, they have them there. It's called pickle what? Pickleball. 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 Yeah, it's actually growing apparently. Is it like right? a, is it a miniature tennis court? It's a miniature tennis court. You should typically play doubles. And all you can min- like straight back and forth to each other. Yeah. I mean, there's other rules where, like, you know, you have to, have a, you can't be like in what's called the kitchen. You can't like hit overhand in the in the beginning of it. He sounds so old right now. <laughs> I mean, he's really. retired. Well, well, you know. I play pickleball. You know that they actually have the national uh, pickleball tournament in Naples, Florida. Yeah, every the year. fact that you and, know this just and they he, he, he did not look that up. No, he did he not reach it. for a phone. And, he knows it. and last year they aired it on FS1. And he knows the channel like because that. we were watching it last year. ESPN Ocho. Abe, I guarantee your community. Converted one of their tennis courts to pickleball because that's what happened in my community. Yeah, I, guarantee, I guarantee they you guarantee. Well, I'm not betting. A dollar? Can you bet a dollar? No, a dollar? I don't bet. I don't bet. <sighs> I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, sure. But I, it's very. <laughs> anyways, it's very likely. Did you get married? I did get married. Yeah, you gamble. <laughs> you gamble just like the rest of us. But anyway, so the, uh, the other thing we went up to Idaho, uh, Coeur d'Alene for you know uh, five weeks or Is whatever. That skiing? No, no, no. Well. It yeah, wasn't no supposed to be. It was summer, but it did snow in September up there. Really? Like, yeah. So What's we Idaho other than potatoes? Coeur d'Alene, beautiful lake. Oh, just and a lake? Uh, yeah. Okay. You, you know there's a lot closer lakes. There are. There okay. are. But, 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 but up, north, up north in the in the summer, when it's you know a million degrees here and you go up north, it's, it's nice. beautiful up north. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More sheep than people in Idaho. That's, That's an actual fact. Does that excite you? Are you going to bet on no. that? Yeah. Are you going to bet on that? I will not bet on that. Yeah, okay. I'll Google it, though. So... When you decide you're going to write a book, yes, do you come up with the name first or the content first? I'm a name person. I, I come up with the name. So you came up with the title. Yeah, I, everything I, revolves around the name. And so, so all right. So tell us this title. So long, and thanks for all the bacon. So it was it was a play on several things. One is is kind of a little bit of the exit out of the sky. This is I've seen this real photo. This is you in an airport somewhere with the farm in the background. It was put in right. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen this photo on one of your actually. Posts. So it's funny. The cover design. Um, that's not at all I, what I told the artist to do. But I love it. Yeah, no, I do too. It's not like I, when I told the artist to do this cover, I said, "Look, here's the name of the title." His first shot, I'm like, "Just design a cover." I'm not even going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you what I want. He did not know I was in the cigar industry. Huh. He did not. He, you know, he obviously guessed the bacon thing. Mm-hmm. But he came up. That cover is almost identical to what he, his first draft was. The only thing I had him change was the sea of bacon, which he made like a piece of bacon. I just had him make it darker. He went on on my Facebook, <laughs> searched me out on social media, yeah. found that photo of me with a cigar, well, this wasn't and put it on the cover. Because you were in a cigar, but I've seen this. This yeah. is like one of your posts. I've yeah, it was it. a post one day. Yeah. So he put it on there. So, um, so that's what that's what came. So the title, by the way, "So Long and Thanks for All the Bacon," uh, is also an homage to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which had "So Long and Thanks for All the Fishes." Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. So, 
This book is just a compilation of Fred Rui thoughts. On so you talked about topics. you talked about bucket list items for the last year. So yes. everybody, I mean, and it's not. I mean, I used to do stand up comedy a long, long time ago. Um, all the people I did comedy with are now like famous and smart, and I should have stayed and you know grinded out and see if I had a shot. But um, got to sit it, down. It, it's all. It, it was it was my just writing a bunch of stuff that was humorous. So the first book was finance wasn't funny. Second book on marketing wasn't really funny, but it was lighthearted third book i'm like this book is for me i'm just gonna write what i think about the mcrib sandwich the akia meatballs all the stuff we talk about like on the show and right, stuff right. like that it's um, actually humorous I, you know, chuck, I actually chuckled out loud a couple uh, times how much, you hate, like, how much you hate ikea <laughs> yeah and yeah. i'm not a chuckler usually i'm more like that's hilarious like i'll verbally say how funny that's, something is that's the way i am yeah yeah i don't laugh but, out loud and then people get mad at you when you don't laugh out loud because <laughs> you're like i thought it was like i smiled what do you want i mean so you definitely believe in aliens then I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, there's gotta, otherwise, there's God, gotta, God would be so lazy. Well, yeah, there's got to be lazy. I laughed when the guy was so lazy. He just worked seven days, and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else to do. That's it. That's it. One, one of the things I really wanted to ask you, yeah. I, 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 I really just want to know if this is real, because this is real. This impresses me the most, right? On your Twitter feed, you made a post. Oh. I'm worried the FBI is monitoring my bacon consumption. Did the NSA really reply? No. No, oh, it, was, uh, it was a joke. Between, I would have been so impressed yeah, no. if the NSA really had, no, that and had a sense of humor. humor. It because, was a joke between me and somebody else that controls uh, some dual Twitter accounts that we do that occasionally. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, the post basically, Fred makes a comment. I'm worried the FBI is monitoring. Can I read the, the yeah, response? Yeah, yeah. We're mo- monitoring my banking consumption. And then there's a reply, supposedly. I mean, I didn't know it was real or not. That's why I want to ask him. The NSA says, wrong department. But don't worry. <laughs> this is it. But don't worry. There is not an official bacon watch list, at least as far as you know. I mean, if you had prompted a response to the NSA, man, that would have been a Hall of Fame post right there. No, Hall it was Amber post. It was based on one that we saw that was uh, we believe was real, but we never tried to. So we just thought we got to come up with something that does that. This is a very enjoyable book. Quick read too. It doesn't really yeah. take long. Yeah. I mean, good. You know, it's kind of meant to like not sit down cover to cover. It's kind of meant to just like sit down, read like two chapters, set it down, and go back or you know read whatever subject you want. Now, I love your. Now, I actually went to the website, People for Pumpkin Pie. Oh my God, the video! Yeah, I did that a long time ago. I went to the website. You produced a video. Yeah. For saving of pumpkins, right? Yeah. You feel the honorable death for a pumpkin should be pumpkin pie. Correct. Right. Pumpkin yeah. spice latte, yeah. all that stuff. So you, you made it basically a PSA announcement. So the video, the video in my mind when I went to make the video was like the Sally Struthers going down to feed the children. Which is how I come in. It is. Which, which at the end of the video, I'm literally like, for 39 cents a day, you can save a pumpkin. And you'll get a letter and a photograph from your pumpkin. Wait, wait. My favorite part is he goes, you get a letter and a photograph all the way to the end. And then we will. Until the end. Yeah. And then we'll send you a photo of the pie. Yeah. He said me, he said that. Now, what I thought was really intriguing, and I, and I did this over this last week, I had a lot going on, I can't remember, but there's some link in there, like, you know, don't send me, just buy me a cup of coffee. And when you click on it, there's an option to send you $3, yes, for a cup of coffee. to buy you a cup of coffee. Yes. Now, i got to ask, how many people have yeah. really bought you a cup of coffee? Not enough, but I do get cups of coffee off of it. How often? I'm curious. Oh, well, it's seasonal. So, like, right now... Because I'll, it's pumpkin time? Yeah, because it's pumpkin time, so, like... That video resurfaces every, every now, year. Every yeah, year. you know, like around this time. Yeah. So what's the most amount of cups of coffee you've gotten in a season? Oh, like ten. You it's know. Still not bad. Ten, ten cups of coffee is great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean like nobody does that. Nobody nobody like what they probably think it's a scam. Like most people aren't gonna like <laughs> oh, you know. But but I mean do you ever like then post a picture, Hey hey Joe, 
Thanks for the cup of coffee. <laughs> no, I, I should. should. I should. But you know, sometimes I don't know who it is. So like somebody. Oh, just, it doesn't some, tell you who gives you No, like somebody did two cups of coffee yesterday because it was like six dollars. But it came. It's a company. It was That's like it was, it was a company. Um, I can look it up on the PayPal. I don't even know who it was. It was I like, can't you believe know, it. I, I saw it. It's like advanced, advanced welders. Or I was going to say, like was that. it smoke in? No, no, <laughs> it was like advanced welders or something like that. It was something like, who is this? Wow. He's like, he's like, you like, you like my book? Just give me a cup of coffee. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I'm trying to find my notes scattered through here. So yeah, motivational posters, not your thing. No, no. They are um, kind of weird, right? There, I'm in your boat when this game. You know, it's like I talk about in the chapter, and I mean, which is, which is, you know, it, it's true. It's like I, I've consulted for a lot of big companies, and I walk in for the executives, and I sit down, and we, you know, do whatever for two hours. I've never seen one of those motivational posters in these guys' offices. Right. Like nobody's got the hang in their kitty poster, yeah. or you know, you know, fly with the eagles bullshit. I mean, nobody has that. It's, no. always, it's always in where the cubicle people are. Yeah. Like the really guys that I are just making came money. From an office meeting, same it put, thing. Yeah, it puts well, it out he's of got the, the Van Gogh on his wall. Yeah, he's got like yeah, he's got something truly motivational. <laughs> you know, I think it's like something chapter. he bought for fifty thousand yeah, dollars. Fair Fawcett poster. Yeah, Something's right. really motivating. <laughs> I, I like when you come up with you know more realistic ones. My favorite is don't worry, the drive through manager can't live forever. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> drive through people are the the dreads of humanity can drive through. Have you ever had somebody in drive through when you've gone through drive through and have, have them ask you for here to go? No. <laughs> it's happened to me twice. No. It's happened to me twice. No. It's happened to me twice. I've gone through and I'm like, okay, you know, for here to go. What? 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 <laughs> now, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed in the book because when I saw dog people versus cat people, I really expected a Paul DeGracco cameo somewhere in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I don't have though, a cat. See, he doesn't get it. Didn't you say you didn't have to have a dog or a cat? You do not. See? You just have to pick one of the camps and then fight. But see, he claims he's a dog person, but I say he's totally a cat person. First off, if I you're picked, having I'm picking a camp. If you're having Friendsgiving, that makes you a cat person right off the bat. Do you have a dog? I have two dogs. One's a pit bull. Husky. What? And what are their names? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you didn't read your book. Yeah. What are their names, Paul? Oh, no. Fluffy White? I didn't, well, I didn't get the book from Adam because he never gave it to what, me. What, what uh, Nala are? and JD. See? Cat cat person. Person. Yep. Cat person. Thank oh, you. Come on. Thank you. It's official now. You are such a cat Naming person. Naming your dog wait, after. Wait, wait, wait. So Nala. From The Lion King. Because she looked which like Nala. Which was not a lion. dog. Mm-hmm. Which no, was but, a member of the cat family. That's right. But she looks like Nala. So. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the other name? Have you considered a turtle or something? <laughs> maybe, maybe you work your goldfish? way to dog your cat. Goldfish? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's start them easy. Easy rule of play. Easy with goldfish. <laughs> I've been saying he's a cat. I, I didn't name You named your dog, dog after a cat. The other dog. I guess I did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're a cat person, dude. You're just in the closet. And, what's your, and, the, and the other one's name's what? I didn't name the other dog. It came into the relationship. No disclaimers. No disclaimers. J-A-D, J-A-D-I, which is a combination J-D. of her other two dogs. Listen, I like how he goes, I didn't name You could always have renamed the dog. No, you can't. Sure the dog you can. was five years old when we sure got together. Sure you can Sure you can. The dog, you're gonna be caught. Listen, hey Fred, come here, Fred. Hold, like, hold, hold food up and call yeah. Bob. Okay, yeah, running. Two weeks right. later, he's got the new name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do prefer dogs that have people names though, because I think it's funny. Like I had a friend whose dog's name was George. And it was just funny. Like you're hanging out with people, and you're like, "Hey, George, what's going now, on?" Now hold on, because I've had oh, this now, your face says it all. Because he, this is like an off Broadway. I'm. I used to be a comedian. Prefer. Sure. I just find him to be very unfunny at the time. That's no. not a joke. I asked, <laughs> that's a statement. Well, no, because I don't think your sense of humor is that on point. Is there anything funny about dogs with people's names? I, I, yeah. <laughs> tough, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, there's... Yeah. It, it's not a joke. Listen, 
That was being serious. I like dogs and people. Grabbing his KMA hat. He's like, let me grab this before I say anything. Oh, I'm gonna take it back. Or hide underneath it. I'm sure people names for dogs is is very funny in a in a routine somewhere. It was never in a routine. I was just making a statement. You're a cat person. Yeah. But I was look. I was really at the Friendsgiving. They play the whole dog name. It kills a Friendsgiving. We're getting a dog. We're gonna name it Skippy. I was really hoping for a Paul DeGracco cameo in that chapter. I'm like, oh, perfect. It'll be in the reprint. <laughs> the reprint. <laughs> Second edition. Exactly. He didn't know how to spell my name. So, so true, this chapter. Charts? Yeah. Yeah. And not just charts, just the whole genre of how did we survive. Well, I, and I wrote the right? chapter on charts, but I mean, you look, you look, charts, and there were obviously a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. Had, but I mean, charts were just like, they were darts the size of your head. Yeah. With steel tips. And, and, and again, and could and, easily maim yeah, anybody. Yeah. I mean, we started out with throwing up the hoops. When mom went away, you were throwing them up in the air as high as you possibly could and, then and jumping out of the way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, we would throw them at each other. So oh, wait, yeah. Are these, are these lawn darts that That's what charts are, lawn darts. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, maybe it's this. Our lawn darts okay, are just this those ones brand, that were like. Yeah, this is before name. they had Nerf tips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The brand name was the Jarts. Jarts. Okay. That was okay. the brand name. Yeah. yeah, our lawn darts were like wobble, weeble wobbles. Like they had like round bottoms. They could they didn't even go into the ground. They were just like weighted. And they were yeah. weighted. They were, yeah. they were so Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's dangerous. That's though. like eating non-dairy. The weevil wobbles are dangerous. <laughs> no, yours. The jars, oh yeah, no, yeah, they were they were seriously. You're not dangerous. that old, dude. You're not that young. We dude. never had those. We were just I think, they, I think they outlawed them in the '90s. Yeah, I don't think we ever. Dude, had yeah, but we were adults. I know we're adults we're, we're, in the '90s. We're, we're talking. We're doing this. We're not talking. Nine, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking college. Adam games. and I are 36, so we didn't see oh, these things. Oh yeah, that could. Yeah. I look much older Are than I am. Are you only 36? Here Dude, we you go. look old as fuck. Uh, here we go. Holy cow. Wow. I, always think, I always think we're like the same age. <laughs> well, I mean, he did name a, you know, dog after you know, a <laughs> lion king. So, you know. And he's been in denial about being a cat person now, like, for a year. For a year. I've never owned a cat. Because I've look, never look, had a okay. desire to own a cat. Let's be honest with He's the antithesis of a lot of things, right? I keep forgetting he's Italian. You're Italian? Exactly. Thank you. Seriously? There's nothing Italian about you. In persona, in anything other than your last name. Are you sure that they didn't just give you the last name? I know where my family's from. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I understand not changing a dog's last name, but your last name could have totally been changed. Right? (laughs) Yeah, it was DeGracchino. They changed it to DeGracco. Oh, I like those. It's only in the holiday season. (laughs) It's Starbucks. The DeGracchinos. My my favorite holiday drink. Do you get it with whip? I made that up. Oh, with whip. I mean, you're going to do it. (laughs) Right. Go all the way. But yeah, I mean, I keep these so un-Italian. I have a lot of Italian friends. It's just so un-Italian. You've never been to my house for dinner. Mealtime, we're Italian. Okay, one. You don't invite Italian, me. I have kids. Wait, 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 wait. We wouldn't have a Friendsgiving. Italians do not make someone bring food to their house. That's true. Okay, just for the record. Case closed. Amen. It's my wife's event. Amen. Is she Italian? She's not. What is she? Swedish, Polish. I still don't think those English. people would make you bring food. I, I apologize. It's the Paul so DeGracco the, show. We're talking about the book. I'm, I'm trying to avoid it. I want to talk about the book. Dude, you just provide so much fodder. It's hard to miss. <laughs> On the back know? cover, there's a photo of you with a pig. Hold that up. There what, what is. Was, what was the pig's name? Did the pig have a name? It did. Have, you know what? I. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. Remember. No, I want. Well, I want to say for the book. No, the photo was. So actually, I need the context of this photo. All right. Okay. Did you later eat the pig? No, like, no. no, no, no. <laughs> this, is a fun, this, is, this is a funny story to me, but not Thor at Cigar Press. So I was 
to be the one in the next issue of Cigar Press. So we, I went up, we did the interviews, we were at Big's Mansion. He asked me to come out to a farm. He wants to take a picture. I want to say it was, literally was named Wilbur, is, but, I is, could, but, but I could be just making that is up. That, too, is right? that magazine still being made? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's okay. a great magazine. I, I, whatever great show comes in, I ask. <laughs> yeah. It's a great – no, what I like about, what I like about I make, his magazine – I make sure you don't see it. He doesn't do ratings, and I, and I actually like that because he just says, look, a lot, of them, it's not, you know, a lot of systems are kind of bullshit, so I actually like the magazine. Anyway, so it was supposed to be one of the pictures for the magazine. For the interview he did with you? Correct. So where was the pig? Whose pig is At a farm. This? We went out to a farm that had this pig. Oh, that's funny. In, in, uh, in Illinois were you, somewhere. Were you feeding the pig and just kind of... I did initially, but he clearly just didn't care. <laughs> you know, but he does seem to I be mean, interested in you. And, and they gave me carrots to give to a pig. I mean, really? come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who could blame he, the he pig? He does look very interested in you. And he you, did, and that's what 700 pictures of the pig will get you. Get you one that looks interesting. <laughs> If I go back to my prom photos, you're going to have the same result. I don't know what you're telling me. But I didn't have carrots. And <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure your prom date would have liked them. And your shirt says, body by bacon, soul by cigars. Yes. All right. Now I get the context. So you dug that up for the for the book. It just worked right in, right? Yeah. No, it was it was, it was great. That and the, and the inside, picture, first picture inside is actually, uh, was also from that. So we actually got used to the photo shoot part anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like the redacted. That's my favorite part. Thank yeah. you. Actually, the fake quotes are my favorite oh, part. They're, oh, they're yeah. hilarious. They're on the Amazon part. page. Yeah, there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of fake quotes in the very beginning. So when does the book actually get released? So the book was supposed to be released Monday, but because of the show and Abe and I talked, or at least I, I think it was Abe's sister I talked to at the drag show. I'm not I'm sure sorry. it was. <laughs> uh, so the book has just now been released as of 9 a.m. this morning. So today. Um, but what I wanted to do was something really cool for the listeners. Awesome. So for, for so, KMA fans, exclusive here from yeah, Fred Rui. For sev- you hear 72 hours between now and Monday midnight, I think it is, um, the digital copy of this book that you can watch, you can read on any Amazon app. app. So you can down- if you don't have it, you, you can download. Da- yeah, you download the, you know, put it on your iPad, whatever. It's free. It's free. It's free right now for the seventy-two hours. Do they got to use a code or no? No, no so it's just go anybody. right. I just I I, I you, you went tell, back. You tell our fans here first. Yes. So yeah, right now, well, I'm not telling anybody about the book on Monday, but so you can go right now and get it free. The only thing I ask in exchange, leave a review. Unless right. you didn't like it. If you didn't right. like it, then then uh, show up for Friendsgiving. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, otherwise, yeah, yeah, leave a review. But that's <laughs> a cup of coffee. A review on the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, on the Amazon. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I thought you were going to say all the thing I asked for a cup of coffee. That's why I was. No, oh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I only started drinking coffee like three years ago. Really? Yeah. What, what was that? Fifty years old. Fifty years old. I was going to learn to play guitar and start drinking coffee. And did you do both of those? Oh, I still can't play guitar. Okay. No. Why but did I drink you? Coffee. Why did you avoid coffee? Because you're in the marketing world, so that's that's like a. I didn't like the flavor of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like some you know moralistic decision that I didn't like the way coffee beans were treated or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that. But the mistreatment um, you know. of coffee beans yeah, is no. far too much in this uh, world. I did. I started drinking coffee to get off diet sodas. And, and do you it, like the taste of coffee now? I do. Okay. Yeah, I love I the do. taste of coffee. Yeah, I, love it. I, I didn't start drinking coffee until I was in my thirties. Yeah, yeah, that's weird to me. Because I did. I was a coffee drinker. Never had coffee, and then my wife was a, a, an adamant coffee drinker. And for a while there, we worked by each other, so we would go in one car, and she'd be late for work. To and get coffee? you got to get your coffee, yeah. Oh, no, shit. we got to stop and get coffee. Uh, you're late. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. we got to stop and get coffee. Um, you're late for work. I ain't going to work without the coffee. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, 
comprehend right, like, right, this right. necessity for coffee in the morning. But because she drank it every morning, she would start getting me a cup. You know, right next thing you know, I started drinking coffee. I was like in my, my mid-30s when I started drinking coffee. I was 50 years old. We were staying in Guatemala for nine months, and I just found <laughs> oh, well, you know, That's, that's I'm great coffee in Guatemala. Oh, well, I didn't have a reference. I didn't know if it was good or, or not. I just started drinking it. And I started with, you know, chocolate in it and, you know, tried to wean myself off that. So how do you drink it now? Do you drink it just black? Uh, no, I usually put cream in it. Okay. Yeah, cream or sometimes sugar, depending on the know, mood. Yeah, yeah, depending on how strong it yeah. is. Now, I, you and I are like on point on so many topics. When I was reading this book. Support animals. What the f is emotional that? support animal? Yeah, yeah. Can I leave the room? Cat person. Yeah. <laughs> is that not a cat person? What is an emotional support? I don't know. Animal? It's so that my dog can fly on the plane with me back up to Long Island when I go once. Oh, so you're one of those. You, we've talked about it on the air several times. <laughs> I must have blacked out of my mind. Okay, but, but, but do you, do you need him because you're stressed out, or you just want an easy way to bring your dog That's along? That's what he wants. Fred, bucking the system. Fred, he's what, do you want, what do you want me to do? Incriminate myself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I need the dog. It's yeah, a sheep. Okay. I need the dog. That's the problem I have. I have like, if someone legitimately flying. needs okay. one. No, 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 no. Don't even, don't even start venturing down When you got road. your emotional First sport off. turtle that can do nothing <laughs> for you. <laughs> Emotional sport mini horse, they have yeah. that. But, but first off, let, let's just back this up a bit. Ninety percent of them are like him, fake. Absolutely. Okay. I am not fake. So, I have a legitimate anxiety issue. You can have anxiety in about thirty minutes when we go to break. <laughs> so listen to me. Half of them, more than half of them, I believe, the majority of them are like him. Some BS. Oh, bullshit, I'd say fake at least bullshit. at least seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. Easily. Easily. So now let's go with the fifteen who may actually believe that they have some kind of emotional support. What? In my mind, <laughs> something tells me that if you can't get on a plane and fly without some kind of animal being by you, you probably shouldn't be flying. Right? I don't get that emotional support animal yeah. thing. I really don't. I don't get it. I'm totally with you on this. I mean, I, I pick up a pack of emotional support beef jerky. Yes. And, and, and I'm fine. Yes, that makes we sense We all get along. And, and yes. I get my emotional support with your I, yeah, people, people just abuse it. I mean, I... I I get it, the people that really need it, but the ones, you know, and it all came out because I read an article about a woman with an emotional support turkey, and there was this big <laughs> oh, thing about her bringing yep. her turkey on the plane and all this other stuff, and so then I looked up some of the emotional support animals, I'm like, oh my god, these people are crazy. Yes. But in a good way, not in a bad way. I don't think <laughs> there's don't anything do wrong anymore. with that. Just so you know, we don't we don't bring the dogs on the plane anymore, because we have the baby, so it's even worse. Because they're not traveling, people. so. No, we travel. We travel once a month. So what do you do with the dog? We, I have a dog sitter that comes to the house and... and Checks on them four days, four times a day, and you know, four, four times a day. Yeah, <laughs> they feed them. They, well, they're home alone. <clears throat> Keep digging so the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Keep digging the hole. I just want to, you know, like if they were out in the wild, you know, they're out alone. They're they're domesticated now. They okay, don't. They have that, a doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. They're living in a house. <laughs> what do you think? They, I mean, well, you would leave your dog alone all day when you're flying away somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what's the worst? Like, the remote falls under the couch and they can't change the channel? Yeah. What's the worst that happens to I the dog? I used to have somebody come and walk the dogs three times a day. Just that's what yeah, the dog that's what she does. Two, she comes two, and walks two, the dogs. I think it was two times a day, morning and evening. I can't remember. Sometimes she comes three. Sometimes she comes four. But she comes three times, let's say. Four is over. Four, four is a lot. Yeah. Four is, so maybe three. I don't know. My wife so your dog has an emotional support human. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you hired for your to, dog? That's, have, yeah, hilarious. Created, that's what I'm hearing. I've here. created a lifestyle for my dog that I can't hilarious. afford anymore. 
right. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Let's, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll have more from Fred's book when we come back here on KMA Talk Radio. Make sure you check out check it out on Amazon. Download for free for the next 72 hours and leave a quality review. If you don't like it, go put a bad review on a Stephen King book or something. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. We are family. Stop right there. A, I hate the song. B, I can't sing. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. I'm making a point, though, and that's Alec Bradley Cigars is a family operation. Alan Rubin named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they were just tykes. Now they're grown up, working alongside their dad, making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. So join the family. Alec Bradley Cigars. Fuel your soul and experience inspiration with the Aging Room Quattro Series by Rafael Nodal. More than just a master blender, but the inspired composer of four boutique masterpieces for the sophisticated palate of an aficionado. The Aging Room Quattro Series are a perfect cord flavor and aroma and are born from the best tobaccos, aged under the expertise of one of the greatest names in cigar making. Truly the perfect notes for a genuine cigar smoking experience. Aging Room Quattro Series, a quartet of excellence. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, producing small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Aroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco. From seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. A Toscano cigar is the perfect combination of American and Italian craftsmanship. Made with American and Italian dark-fired cured tobacco, Toscano cigars are produced by hand by the cigar rollers of Luca, Italy. Smoking a Toscano helps you escape from the real world for those few perfect minutes, like when you're sitting at home on a terrace after a long day's work pondering life and how beautiful things are. A Toscano cigar can take you back through over 200 years of history and elegance. There's only one Toscano. Available worldwide, Toscano is now available at your local premium cigar retailer. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers, from the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the Cigar Aficionado number 13 Cigar of the Year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up, fire up, and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at VenturaCigar.com. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I'm Adam K., the brewmeister. With me, of course, as always, Mr. Honest Abe. Hello, hello. Paul, the producer. I'm here. Everyone's favorite Relatively. cat person. <laughs> and, of course, uh, author extraordinary, Mr. Fred Rui. And uh, he is here with his new book, So Long and Thanks for All the Bacon, which we've been discussing, the excerpts of, and it's been quite hysterical. Every time I come back into the show, when you come, yeah, the bumper that comes back in says, and we're on Instagram too. The way he says too, I always think there's like another Instagram. It's like. <laughs> oh, like the second version of <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Like, so I'm always thinking, do I have to look for Instagram, the sequel? I'm only, I'm only on Instagram one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Instagram like, two. I'm behind. It's kids these days. Is there like a new Instagram? The kids these know? days. Yeah, that's probably the Snapchat. So. One of the chapters I, 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 I kind of laughed at, enjoyed this book, right? Dinner with who? That's one of my favorite chapters. I, I like That's it. one of my favorite it's chapters. Right. So your, your immediate response, <laughs> when, when you said it, I'm like, what? Where did you get Mark Twain? So Mark, I mean, you know. So let, let me get the list of the page. So this, this is like a game, Cigar right? guy. No, this is a game. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would you choose? And oh, and you chose Mark Twain as one of them? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, you know, mine has always been Mark Twain. And, and so everybody's, you know, in history, who would you choose? Mark Twain. And I mean, for me, as a cigar smoker, okay, he, he, he passes the test there. And a lot of great quotes he about hates, cigars. He yeah. hates politicians in general and politics and all that kind of stuff, which I like. And he has a great sense of humor, and he's a writer. So I'm like, if you're going to go back in time and sit with somebody, then, then I think that would be great. Then your wife answered the question. Well, no, it wasn't my wife. Oh, who was it, was, it was basically just, you know, when you're part of the game. So basically... You think that the premise of the chapter is basically you think that that's that's an okay answer, mm-hmm. and what you don't realize in this game is that there's really only two answers, and so the next answer is the one guy that steps up that goes after me, and this is what really happened, and he's like, <laughs> I want to have dinner with my dad, and like his dad died, okay. and I'm like, well, fuck me, now you know, <laughs> right. I I picked Mark Twain, and this guy just wants his last moments with his dad to say he's sorry about something, you know, so then oh, so then geez. you think you're done, and you think that's the final, but that's not the final final because then. This woman, and we're going to call her Karen, mm-hmm. she comes like, oh, no question, I'd go back and have dinner with Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hell, Karen, I didn't know we could bring in quasi-fictional characters into the mix. I mean, you know, so, and, and that's the end of the conversation. There's nowhere to go Jesus, after you're that. Done. Yeah, when you, if, you if, if it's dad or Jesus, you're done. There's just, you know, and I'm sitting back with Mark Twain, you know, I mean, oh, great. Like, what's wrong with if you, If she man? has dinner with Jesus, she might have to share the table with 11 other guys, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. One of them's going to be a problem. But, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, that game, I mean, I, I just, it's, it's, you're being judged on that game, you know. I never thought of it that way, but you're I, absolutely I think right. They just ruined the game. You can't, you, play, you can't even play the game. Well, I, I put in the chapter some acceptable, uh, you know, some acceptable ones. So mm-hmm. the acceptable responses are Joan of Arc, Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, Anne Frank, Walt Disney, and Nellie Bly. 
So and, and, the, and the ones that you should not mention at a party. So so Joseph Stalin, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler, Ooh, Ivan wow. Terrible, Edward Cullen, Mrs. O'Leary's cow, and the person that invented Crocs. <laughs> and the person that invented Crocs. Oh my. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. I like that. So I mean. I mean, I'd say Walt Disney. But uh, obviously, know you know, you're not going to go on a book tour, but are you going anywhere to promote it? Are you going to do any readings? And... No, I'm not going. I do have an audio book coming out mm-hmm. um, in two weeks, so it's already been submitted, but apparently some, like, dude at, you know, iTunes has to actually listen to it. Right. Yeah, um, a physical so, person has yeah, to approve yeah, it, right? Uh, make yeah. sure that I'm not, like, you know, I don't know, recruiting people for my evil gang <laughs> or something. Um, so anyway, so I did do the narr- I did do the audio book you, for that. You're not sending out some uh, crazy manifesto or anything? Well, I am, but I mean, mostly it's mostly it's the vegans. So um, you know, they're the only ones upset. Is there a chapter about or being anti-vegan? Um, there's not a specific chapter about being anti-vegan, but there is chapters that will probably piss off vegans. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know. So what's the? When did the real infat- is the extra infatuation with bacon a marketing ploy, or when did this actually? Like, Stuff. You know, it, it starts You're extremely infatuated with bacon. I'm not infatuated with bacon. We we have an understanding. It's complicated. I <laughs> brought you bacon toothpicks the first time I met you. I was oh, like, that's wow, right. I guess yeah, he likes right. bacon. Yeah, yes. that's true. That's yes. true. You know, um, it started out kind of as a joke. I don't think that I liked bacon any more than the normal people that like bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just vamped up from there. And then I found myself getting sent bacon things. And then you know, then I'm like getting bacon recipes and all this other stuff. So um, it just vamped up even. Uh, bacon is good. Bacon. Oh, bacon's great. I mean, it, 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 there's you know, Is there a food that bacon doesn't go good with? Somebody sent me something yesterday. Um, oh, so I don't like pumpkin spice, as we've talked about. Yes. I just I think that's if you're an a overused, Facebook follower of Fred's. You would yeah, know yeah. That. It's a it's an <laughs> overused you know um, demographic that I just <laughs> I won't go into. But so someone sent me a uh, bacon spiced. Uh, pumpkin spiced bacon. Ew. I'm conflicted. Right. I'm re- oh, I'm, really? I'm really. I'm really. I was gonna say conflicted. it had to be your worst enemy. That Did you eat that. it? No, no, I haven't yet. Really? I haven't. I don't. I don't know what to do. I mean, no, you have to eat it. You gotta find but out. But that, that could that literally like. end the world. I don't know. I mean, because, <laughs> because then you're, pumpkin you're, spice might be okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a clash of cultures. It's like that, finding out the Earth is flat. Yeah. 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 Another chapter. Yeah, yeah. That's why we didn't get flying cars. Because right. we have to explain to a few jackasses that the Earth isn't flat. <laughs> <laughs> so, will, be, will there be more books on the horizon? Do you see us doing this every again? time I finish a book? I say I'm never going to do another book. If people like this book, I mean, because what you don't know, it's the same thing when I started stand up comedy. When you first get up on stage and do stand up comedy, what you think is funny in your head does anybody <laughs> else think is funny? Amen. Yep. Like pretty much anything Paul's Paul saying. Yeah. You know, Paul so, lives in that universe. I, so I did stand up for quite a while. And, and so stand up went really well. So if, if 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 the book finds an audience and people have fun with it, and I think all the people that follow me on Facebook and have known me in real life, they're going to read the book and hear it in my voice and go, "Wow, okay, that's that's right. exactly Fred. That's right on." What the other group? Is, yeah, book. exactly. So um, so yeah, so there is an idea, and I say I'm not going to do another book. Literally the day that I got done with this. I woke up the next morning with an idea for a book. That's wow, that was good. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> there was no pre-rehearsed setup. No, Who is that guy? He's Colin. Good. That's he's Colin. Yeah. Colin's he good. He does that a lot. That was good. He should be the producer. <laughs> he really should. He really should. <laughs> he doesn't want the I job. assumed that he was. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, not that Ed McMahon over here is not doing a great job. Yeah. I just... Um, Hi-oh! He's got the so, same. He's got the same pulse as Ed McMahon. 
and the same, uh, yeah, unfortunately, not the same haircut. Oh God, I wish. So, so the next book, if I if I do another book, um, will be humorous, I think. Um, but I also want so. But the idea is is um, useless shit that was supposed to make me smarter, like school. Like you know the people that have like all these useless facts in their heads but don't know what to do with it. Uh, that's what the book would be. So in one part it would be educational because like well I don't know why do shoes squeak you know that you know all that shit would be in the book. So but but have it in a fun in a fun I, way. I do have to admit there's like once a week where some obscure fact will come up like hey, is anybody somebody go get Adam he would know this yeah it happens once a week probably yeah mm-hmm. and he'll walk in the room and Adam you know do you know what the circumference of it uh four hundred twenty three point seven eight yeah thank you sir. It's like that happens like once a week, but then like you know. But then hey, street smarts. He can't. Yeah, you know. I mean, hey Adam, you know, you you just walked by that burning garbage can with a glass of water, but I was thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what you get. Well, that's not stupid. That's just priorities. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. So, so let me ask a question: How many how many followers do you have right now on your social media platform, roughly? Um. Well, once we finally purged out fake accounts out of Twitter, I want to say there's somewhere around 16,000. Okay. So, in your mind, when you said a lot of people like it, they think it's funny, how many books do you think, and you'd say, okay, well, that was kind of successful for me then? You know, it's funny. Is it a number? Is it No. You know what, my wife... how do you... Because you just said, you know, how do you... What's the barometer? But it's not a business, so it doesn't have to be a lot of people. Well, I mean, I, shoot, I'm giving away the book free for right. three days. Not, I mean, no, obviously. <laughs> no, but for you, I, I'm pretty sure, like you said, it's not business. You're not making a living off of it. Look, I think but if you, you want at least a certain number. Yeah, of, look, I think if you, ha- if you had, a, you know, a, a couple thousand people that just, you know, a small group that's, you know what, hey, I love you, it was fun. You know, my wife asked me the other day, so she says, well, what's the end goal for the book? And I said, you know, I said, I just wrote it because I wanted to write it. Right. I don't know if it's any good or not. I wanted to write it. But then I thought about it in the morning, and I, I really honestly mean this, and it, and it sounds really cheesy, but I'm like, you know what? It's screwed up as the world is right now. If you turn on any news station, you know, just just general screwed up stuff right now. If if even it was a handful of people that like you took them out of that environment for a couple hours and they read the book and they laughed and they you know oh, that's pretty funny and they moved on. That's pretty cool. It, I mean, it's pretty cool to give people that moment. I've I between you, I've kind of joked about making a book because my life's kind of been pretty colorful and adventurous the last you know fifteen years almost. Uh, because of being in an interracial marriage right. and being exposed to a culture that I didn't see coming. So, like, I actually, like, have, like, anecdotes and stories. I even got some chapter names. So write a book. I just never get around to it. The book's called Colored by Numbers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That got, sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, we were, we were talking that about like sitcom possibilities I got, I got, the I, other I, day. One of my chapters is, what you got to eat? <laughs> I'm telling you, Because for me, it was a learning experience, too, because... Culturally, I'm not even like American, right? Right. Like culturally, my family's Middle Eastern, so it was, it was a big, you know, figuring, navigating right. the first few years. But um, and the children and the stuff you figure out. You know what? It's, 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 it's the high eat elephant. It's but, one bite at a time. I mean, you just right. got you just got to just go. Okay, what can I write about this? You know, this topic. But there's a lot of funny stories and antidotes. So just tell the stories. The yeah, I joke about it. I just tell the it. stories. But I don't. I, but see, here's the problem, right? I don't know who my audience would be because, like, if I did something cigar-related, I'd have a huge audience pool, right? Right. I mean, and I thought that's, that's the one thing that kept me from doing it. Who's going to read it? My five in-laws. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how how relevant. Will they approve? 
Oh, well, I really wouldn't care. About <laughs> but you'd, you'd be I mean, surprised be how much of your cigar audience still likes you. The same thing for me. Probably. Because, I mean, a bulk, a lot of, a lot of the audience, the people buying the book today and stuff like that, they're, they're all cigar guys that know me from events, know mm-hmm. me from whatever, and they're like, you know, I want to know more about Fred. Right. So you'd be surprised how much Maybe. that audience is I, I agree you. with that. I agree with that. Maybe. And you might open to a broader audience, too. I mean, it's not hard to get it out there on, on Facebook to a broader audience, yeah. people that might actually... You know, there just empathize with what you went through. Yeah, there's just a lot of funny Well, okay, crazy. so everybody listening to the show would love to know more about your life. I, I, I say that I every mean, week. Yeah. Every, every, me a I mean, otherwise, True. they wouldn't be listening to yeah, your sure. show. They'd be listening True. to somebody else's show. True. Well, I mean, they kind of listen to everybody. A lot of these guys listen to everybody's show. They do, but that's okay. <laughs> but they would definitely they definitely read your book. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk to you about it. We'll tinker with it. Yeah. How, long, how many hours do you think you put into putting this book together? I'm a pretty fast writer. So do you I'm, type? I do. You type. Okay. So I've tried the voice thing, and who, I just can't do it. Who does the editing? Uh, you hire editors. I don't edit. No. Okay, so, so no. You, you don't send, like, Amazon, like, the... the, the no, the, no, no, no. I, so okay. I hire three so you, different, you, I hire three different editors. So really? I give them all the book. Yes. Wow. Because one will catch some stuff, someone else will catch something else, and so at the end of the day, you hope that there aren't really typos. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a couple in there, but, I mean, it's been passed over by three people. Oh, so wow. it's as, it's as good as it, it's it's as clean as it could possibly get. As well, no, I'm not going to spend fifteen hundred dollars for a high priced editor. So I mean, it's as <laughs> clean. Your editor it's is as high school. It's as yeah, but he's in high school uh, AP English. Yeah, it's, <laughs> AP English. It's as clean as the three AP English people are going to get. Yeah. You know. So you did all your own illustrations for the book. What is your favorite illustration in the book? The McRib, which was the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the rabbit slippers. I, did, I, did the I didn't do the rabbit I, slippers. Who did that? I was just a sketch I found that oh. I bought. I bought the rights to. I think the McRib is gross. Wait, you the know, actual McRib you don't like? Oh my God! It's but, so, I haven't had you don't have it. Years. You don't have it down here. I, let me put it this way: I I, I, I can't, can't even remember when I had it. But at some point, first off, conceptually, it's it just weird for me, right? The shape, little piece bit. of. It is a meat, weird shape. Right? Yeah, I agree. But I, I agree. think one one time in my life, I actually delved into trying it, and I'm. Didn't have, don't remember a positive experience. No, that's what I talk about in the but chapter, I, though. I mean, look, there, 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 people oh, either love right. the McRib, no, nobody says, or they oh, hate it's it. okay. Yeah, yeah no one's ever had it. Go, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just that, that, that's not the, that's not the camp. That doesn't exist. Well, speaking along those lines, with all this uh, stuff going on in fast food, there, there's a lot of um, fast food trying to appeal to different audiences, appeal to the health crowd almost. Yeah. What do you? What are your feelings on the Impossible Whopper and the Beyond Sausage at Dunkin' Donuts? So like, I address that you, in the book. I, oh, you I, do. I, yeah. Actually. So, uh, speaking of, which we were talking about Coop earlier, Coop had a Facebook thing talking about the Impossible Burger because he it. went on and had it. So I saw it. my response, before I wrote this chapter that ended up in this chapter, when I talk about who I was responding to, it was actually Coop on Facebook. Okay. They were talking about the Whopper, and they went and had the Impossible Whopper yeah. right. and stuff like that. And they talked right. about, you know, how, how, how good it was and stuff like that. And so I said, look, I said, the question you shouldn't be asking is why does the Impossible Whopper taste so much like a Whopper? The question you should be asking yourself is why does a real burger take so much like a fake burger? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I haven't tried one. I'm going to try one. Hey, you um, got to try, no, try it. I won't try. I just it. haven't been in a Burger King. I you won't know. try it. I, I tried I'll the try Impossible it. or the Beyond Sausage at Dunkin' Donuts this week. What it's is that delicious. stuff made out of? That was like five bucks in an alley. That, that's not a story we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what is in the Impossible meat? Uh, well. 
Impossible is a different company than Beyond. So okay. Beyond means... Okay, how, what's how, in how, either how, of them? Yeah, what is either made out of? So Impossible, their big thing is that they use a, an ingredient, and, and Risty would actually know more about this than I would, but uh, there's a, an ingredient called heme, or, or I don't even know how to pronounce yeah, it. I know how he, it's spelled. That's what bothers me. Did Risty and it's make very the Impossible blood. Cigar? No, he's, in, he's, he's one of the reasons why I ended up investing in Beyond Meat, actually, though, because and the stock has gone way up. I don't know. The I know there's beef juice in it because they talk about that house mimic. There is, so exactly. Why are you trying so juice. hard as a vegan to look like you're a meat eater? Well, because people love the taste of meat. They just feel guilty about eating meat, I guess. I, you know. I, don't, I, don't, I, saw I, don't know guy, sure. I saw a guy when we were in Vegas for the show, and I was at one of those places, and somebody ordered it. He was pissed because he thought he got a real burger. I mean, oh, that's, really? how much, that's how much it faked him out. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, I haven't tried one. I'll, I'll try one, but, you know. But I've also read, though, is that. It's not necessarily healthier, healthier than a real burger. It's got a lot but, of calories and yeah, a lot of and, other and things. Salt, yeah, sodium. Yeah, yeah, sodium and, you know. There's yeah. a lot of spice in them, I hear. I haven't had the Impossible Whopper, but the Beyond Sausage is really good, but it's it's got to be covered in sodium. <laughs> like, it's 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 good. It but so, good, sausage but it's itself very, is, like, sodium. Not good for anyway. anything. Yeah. Much, yeah. So. But I don't, still don't think I want the fake stuff. I just don't see the point. Do you ever feel guilty when you eat, like... I don't know. Do you eat veal and lamb? Do you, like, do you eat that kind of stuff, like baby I animals? Do. I do. Do you ever have any qualms about that? You seem like a reasonable guy. Look, I mean, I, I, I want. I don't think the animals should suffer in the process of being, being, you know, grown to where they're slaughtered and stuff. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just, I don't believe in keeping them in little boxes or, or inhumane right. treatment. Which is not all veal concerned. anymore. That's that's true. It's outlawed right. in some states yeah, now. Yeah. So. I, I mean, that's that's my thinking. But then I have buddies that are, like, super carnivores, and they'll be like, listen, I don't want the cow that's happy, frolicking in the grass every day, loves its life. I don't want to kill that cow. I want to kill the cow that's walking around saying, kill me. I want to die. So I guess there's there's two different perspectives to it. Did you get any of that? Yeah. 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 Man, I didn't yeah, get I, any I, of that. I'm with you. Yeah. You, oh, you didn't understand what I said? No, no I, I understood. Like, Please why would you want to kill a yeah. happy cow that's like, it's not a joke. Why, like some people say this that they don't want the cow to be free range and happy and enjoy its Why life. Would they you want not it to be want... miserable because it's going to die for you. Let me let me just tell you something. I've seen cows and, and I don't think I was able to ever discern whether it was a happy cow or a not happy I, yep. cow. Uh, no, I disagree with that. Okay. Cows are very sociable animals. Actually. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the wind, and, wind, you, tail you've done, you've done a lot of research on this, Paul? I've actually been around you, cows. You've, you've, been, you've, you've interviewed a lot of cows. So, oh, not, not a lot. So if I lined up ten cows in a pasture and let you stare at them for ten minutes, you'd tell me which ones were happy and which ones weren't? Uh, yeah, I could probably, I could probably <laughs> tell you that, yeah. I think I could. I'm just picturing, a, I'm picturing a lineup like the usual suspects <laughs> with like these cows. And, right? Can you believe we're having this conversation? Not, you know what? The dude, with, the cow with the glasses, I think he's happy. <laughs> that, right? that one's happy. Right. Right. Yeah, oh, I think oh, I could. oh, that's the cow from the Ben and Jerry one. Yeah, he's, re, yeah. he's real happy. Look how fat he is. He's probably really happy. You don't wow. think you don't think that a, a wagyu uh, cow is happier than like just a, a regular uh, you know lower grade? No, beef because they don't have reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the he's fact, sitting around going, right? "Man, those other cows, <laughs> screw those guys." The Look fact, at me, I'm in the spa. The <laughs> fact that you got to explain that to him is hilarious. No, that's a terrible excuse because, because a kid you. that grows up in in poverty that's a starving. Kid. 
I'm a saying kid. Wait, 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 wait. I want to hear They don't point. have a reference. They don't have a reference and to how not? other people live. Okay, okay, but are look, you I, I, wait, wait, I'm going to tell you this. Oh, God. But I'm going to tell you. Some places homeless, don't have TV. Some places homeless, don't have TV. The homeless guy at the street likes to get an iPhone 10. <laughs> what are you Here. talking about? I'm saying in other countries. But you can't you can't equate that to poverty. So I spent a lot of time in Nicaragua and Guatemala. And everything. I, like, okay. I can tell you people with no money down okay, there, Fred. those kids are pretty happy because they don't have the reference. So exactly. I know somebody, I know somebody okay. that actually had those kids that says, I'm going to bring them to America, take them to Disney World get on a trip. And 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 the person that had, you know that he was donating money said, do not do that because then they will see what they don't know that they don't have. Exactly. That was like 17 negatives in one sentence. Yeah, but, but I get I mean, what you're saying. But I mean, so, oh. so, so, but Wait, they will but find, see, they'll find this? a tire. This is called the light bulb. See, Look, I'm not saying it's, it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's right, but they'll find a tire and kids will play with a tire for yeah. friggin' all day long. Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong, their circumstances are much worse, but they don't have reference of not knowing that that's not supposed so to be So we fine. should leave them in poverty so that they never see what they could possibly no. have so that they no. stay happy. No, Either you get them out of poverty, help raise them out of poverty, but you don't just bring them to Disneyland yeah. and throw them so back. Dangle either, it in front of them either, and then yeah. here you go, go yeah. back. You either go get the cows in the field and bring them to get massages with the bag of cows, <laughs> or you leave them there and don't tell them about it and shut the hell up. Brilliant! Unreal, man. Unbelievable. Is Coupon? Yeah, he's calling in uh, in about uh, three minutes. We should see what he thinks. Oh, yeah. I- I'd love to know what his frame of reference on the cows is. I mean, can he, can he pick a hand? I feel like I've angered Fred. I'm not angry. I'm like, no, right? I, don't, I don't get angry. Well, no, you're good. just ridiculous. In, in the same vein, Paul, could you pick out a happy pig? Can you find the happy pigs? Pigs are very intelligent. Oh, the one waddling in mud is happy. Pigs are very intelligent, but they are disgusting. So I don't know. I, why I don't they, why, why are they disgusting? Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I'm with you on this. Wait, wait. You're upset about pigs? You're a really prejudicial person. Mm-hmm. I'm, First, I'm, you don't invite him because he doesn't have kids. You don't invite <laughs> me because I have kids. And now pigs are disgusting. Why are pigs disgusting? Pigs are kind of gross. They're always, in their, own, they're always in their own filth, rolling they in their own filth. They dogs eat their own crap. Well, some dogs, but, you know, not smart dogs. Maybe yours does, I, you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, One not, now you're intelligent shaming dogs on yeah, top I mean, of that. Seriously. Wow. what I tell you, cat person? Uh, yeah, why are pigs disgusting? Well, there's, there's many religions around the world that won't eat pork because of how pork Dude, lives. See, not Italian. But I not eat, Italian. That's not true. I eat pork all the time. I'm just saying that the animal oh, itself so is kind of gross. Because of other religion beliefs, you find the pig disgusting. Just, I'm just making a statement that pigs so are saying, known to be filthy. You're saying we should only kill the ugly animals. Hold on, wait. Fluffy bunnies, yeah. they're okay. Fluffy Why bunny. are pigs ugly? No, I don't, don't eat, eat rabbits. Hold on, wait. He said pigs are known to be filthy. So let me let me just clarify this. Which wild Why is animal? This about me? Which wild animal do you feel goes to the day spot is pretty clean? <laughs> I just want to know. You know, they lick their own fur with their saliva. Actually, raccoons are pretty neat. They're pretty comfortable. Are they? Yeah, they seem pretty cool. I, I, actually, I, I read something like they got like OCD or something. Oh no, they wash their food before they eat it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Raccoons wash their food. Yeah. It was the funniest video. Somebody it's to gave. make sure it's not an impossible apple. Right. <laughs> Wait, it, it's the funniest video out there. Google it. But somebody gave raccoons some cotton candy, and then he goes. Oh, to the, I saw that. Like, he goes to the he goes water. To wash it. He puts oh, it no, in there, wash away. it, and it disappears. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where'd he go? It's awesome. Looking it's all awesome. over for it. I gotta see that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, really, what wild animal is not? I I don't disagree. I just have a problem with eating baby animals. So, that's my only so problem. No, 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 I feel no, no, guilty no, no. about you that. Pigs disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, pigs are pigs. I, I just want to make sure. So when you go to a farm and a cow's out there and it's got a couple of cow turds around and flies are getting swatting, do you look at the cow and go, "Well, that's a undisgusting cow." I mean, <laughs> no. I don't get it. No, I do not. So you just you just prejudice. You no, just I was just making a statement that pigs are are disgusting. Are known to be disgusting. 
That's like a. It's a, maybe. It oh, is, they're known yeah. now. They have a reputation. Yeah. It's for a being generalization. Yeah. Digging sho- shovel. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Shovel. It's the generalization. You're right. I, I, I've never heard that. Have you ever hear that generalization? No, you never, never heard that I, pigs are gross. No. No. Oh come on. No. No. You, they I live in a sty. Once again, pigs live in their own filth. They, they pig sty. No. <laughs> the, pig, the pig is happy because it has no reference of what other pigs are not doing <laughs> or other, what the cows are doing. It's God's features. I find it very beautiful. Look, I talk about in that chapter how much I like Charlotte's Web, but at some point you got to look at it from the farmer's perspective that doesn't get bacon. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> let's, just, let's just honor both sides here. At some point, the farmer does have to feed his family. It's a symbiotic relationship. But I don't believe we're all meant to eat, just eat vegetables. I just I don't believe that. Have you watched Game Changer? No, what's that? Watch, you know what? I, I haven't watched it yet. I've been, I've been attempting to watch it now. For Wait, now you throw it out to me like it's something that changed your life. Right. You haven't watched it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you reference. Okay, okay. all right. Um, I'm going to lose a dollar here, aren't I? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Check. I want you to watch it because I'll be interested in what Game Changer. Think, it's called Game Changer. About three weeks ago, a couple guys I know said, you got to watch the movie Game Changer, Game Changer. You know, I didn't listen, right? And over the last three weeks, I've probably heard about two dozen people talk about it. And so far, everybody I know who's watched it hasn't eaten meat since watching it. Is and it a movie? It's a documentary, mostly. Uh, Schwarzenegger's uh, and athletes. So it's way in the bottom part of the movie cues. Yes. I, don't, I don't scroll as far as a documentary. Yes. No, no, but it's, it's a Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's called Game Changer. Really? And I haven't watched it. Both my wife and I said we want to watch it. But it's funny because in the last three weeks, I, I, I've met multiple people. Julie in our office yep. has watched it, and it's been like a week now. Yep. Week she hasn't eaten meat? She hasn't nope. eaten meat since. Wow. It's, it's about professional athletes who, who um, I mean, some of these guys are the strongest guys in the world. These guys, Absolutely. How they've talked about how we've been conned into saying that protein's important and, and, and meat's important for um, growth and how their whole life and their body has performed 100 times better since they went to plant-based foods. And Schwarzenegger's one of these guys, and, and there's a lot of famous people in it. It's motivated and moved like almost everybody I know who's seen the movie, which is kind of why I've been maybe hesitant You're to watch it. it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not sure I want to. Yeah, what if we it. actually end up trying it? Right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but uh, if you if you watch it, I'll watch it. I think about it. I, I had the same reservation too. Like those movies that you know where they show about how they handle the animals. I'm like, yeah. I don't watch no, those no, movies. No, no, it's not about I'm, that. They just give you hard facts that people okay. talk about. Well, because, yeah, those PETA movies will mess no, you up no, for a couple months. No, no, it's not about protecting the animals at all. It's strictly on how it changes your body's performance and how the body reacts to a pure plant. See, but I'm with you. Then I'm scared to watch it because I might give up. It's like when I saw Super Size Me, that guy that, like, ate yeah, all that stuff yeah. at McDonald's. You yeah. Or- there, yeah, there was, like, three days that I didn't go to McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, it was a life-changing experience. Uh, <laughs> but I'd be interested to see what, what you thought of watching Oof. My wife wants to watch it, so sooner or later I'm going to have to sit down and watch it. A little bit. So. Uh, we're the, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah. But we'll see if we'll... Right, well listen, maybe you guys can this time and watch it at the same time. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Why are you going to make it creepy? Right? Yeah, <laughs> weird. No, but seriously. Let I'll me make know if you're going to do it, and I'll do it. I'll do it. If you do, if you do it, I'll do it. And then we could do like a little interview of what we thought about Okay. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Here we go. All right. With that said, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk to Mr. William Cooper. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash, and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice, and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar, check out the Old World Reserve Corojo. You will not be disappointed. 
Again, what a delicious cigar. Nestor Miranda Special Selection, the original collaboration with My Father Cigars, returns. A cigar for the movers, the shakers, the grinders, the doers, the builders. A cigar for those who give a firm handshake. If you're not afraid of starting with just $20 and a dream, we know all about that. Nestor Miranda Special Selection is an all-Nicaraguan masterpiece full of rich, deep flavors and complexity at an exceptional value. The original is back and made for those who know all about getting out there and doing something spectacular. Here's to the hustle. Available now through your local tobacconist. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. There's nothing more important to me than family. That's why I treasure the moments with my wife, Terry, and our son, Christopher, a.k.a. Christoph. When we have those rare moments to talk about life, there's nothing better than smoking Christoph to enhance our time together. For Terry, it's our Christoph Sweet Tip Cuban Selection. For Chris, our Sumatra. And for me, our original Maduro. Enhance your family time with Christoph Cigars. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with taste of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it's lying to you, as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there's no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias, or that it's intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua! With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinosa has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. Experience cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601 and Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. On a remote island in the center of Nicaragua's largest freshwater lake is a small valley that rests between two active volcanoes. This is the island of Omitepi, and it produces some of the rarest and most flavorful tobaccos in the world. Rafael Nadal, creator of the brand Aging Room, has issued Omitepi Tobacco to create his newest masterpiece, the Aging Room Bin Number 2. Why not experience one of the most complex and elegant flavored journeys available? And pick up a Bin Number 2 today. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sangro no Maduro. Great and fun times are always made better with great food. Come experience a new menu by Rum Shack at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino in West Palm Beach. Featuring exciting new and delicious offerings. Experience their one-pound New York Strip Steak Special for just under $15 daily until 10 p.m. Enjoy a fine lunch without breaking your wallet every Tuesday and Saturday from their $7 lunch menu. No matter the time or day, the kitchen is open till close at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We're here on this lovely November day. 
Yeah, yeah, West Palm Beach, Florida. Of course, I'm Dave. Paul, the producer. Hey, yep, I'm here. And uh, noted author Fred Rui. So long, and thanks for all the bacon. Make sure you pick it up on Amazon. Right now. Right now. Right it's now. available. Guess what? It's been available for three hours. You can get it. Yes. Actually, so, so the first copy, and I don't know how he got it, bought off Amazon, and maybe it's the international dateline bullshit, a guy in Scotland got it yesterday, day before yesterday. Huh. Really? And posted a picture of it. Holy crap. He got the and you know, no, copy And you know nothing of, like, there's no connection? I know he follows me. To him? I know. Okay. I mean, he's a really cool dude. We, we, okay. we talk to each other on Twitter and stuff all the time, so. That's pretty cool. Now, when you... Do you decide where the page breaks were, or was that all the editor's work? No, I did, because the, when they first sent it to me, I wanted the, each chapter to start on the right page. Yeah, I noticed that. And I didn't li- I didn't like it when it was on the left, and then sometimes... I'm OCD, and I like that. I like yeah. that I even ha- would have a blank page. The problem, the, what, what really tipped it off is that, so like, you know, if you look at an illustration, occasionally there's an illustration, and it was just stick figure stuff, it would be on the left page, and then the chapter would start on the right. So the illustration really went with the previous chapter. Right. So you've got like this picture of a McRib right. sandwich, and it's next to you know widespread you right. know hate rats or whatever it may be. Mm. No, I, I like how you did that because I, I caught that actually. I like that. Okay, so it was on the right. And uh, on the phone with us to give uh, his thoughts on if you can pick out a happy cow, Mr. William Cooper <laughs> of uh, CigarCoop.com. Hey, y'all, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Coopaloop, what is happening? Hey, guys, how's it going? Oh, it's a lovely day. We've had a wonderful time. Uh, have you gotten a copy of Fred's book yet? Not yet, but um, I can say, you know, that Fred's previous book, Be the Lime, uh, it was a very big influence in me launching my podcast because when I left my old podcast, I was looking for things to do different. And I've said this many times about the Be the Lion book. Um, tremendous piece of work, for at least um, if you're looking to kind of start up something and stand out. So I'm really looking forward to the Bacon book. Yeah, this, sure. this next book's nothing like that, Coop. So this, <laughs> book, this next book's going to actually have you close down the podcast and just, you know, go to fast food. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the Coop, there is, a, there is a copy in the mail to you as of today, and I think you're supposed to get it Monday at your house. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Yep. So, Coop, what's going on in the news this week? Well, uh, the big news um, that I think uh, set a lot of people... Um, on alert, so to speak, is this comprehensive anti-tobacco bill that passed the House subcommittee. And it's a bill that included language uh, for banning flavored tobacco, um, banning online internet and catalog sales, as well as a national uh, tobacco age of 21. Um, The thing about this is this bill just passed a subcommittee. It hasn't even gone to a full committee yet. Um, it certainly hasn't gone to the Senate yet, where they need to introduce a bill on that. And so, while it's, I don't, I think it's a little premature to panic. It's still, at the same time, I think it's something that we need to keep our eyes open on. Certainly, that a bill with with very uh, with language such as this is kind of making its way through Congress right now. This is true, and the fact that they're bringing it up and they're introducing these things, and we're still looking at FDA regulation and everything else that's going along with that kind of seems like it's a they're taking a big swing though yeah i mean cra has been pretty open and vocal on this this week pca was a lot quieter than i thought they would be considering a lot of this does affect their their retailers here right now in terms of flavored tobacco sales and 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 internet catalog sales 
So that that was kind of a little puzzling why they were so quiet this week, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, so who's the douchebag that led this subcommittee is what I have to ask, and how can we get them not reelected? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a gentleman by the name of Frank Pallone, um, who uh, is from New Jersey, and uh, he's the guy leading this right now. Enough said. Um, Jersey. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> Forget about it. Somebody get, somebody get Tony Soprano on the phone and send him over to Pallone's house. Yeah, Donna Shalala was involved with this, too, um, which is kind of interesting. There's some thoughts that she may be able to mitigate some of this stuff, given she recently re- uh, visited El Teton de Bronze, but... Um, I don't know if you can count on that right now, is what I would say. Definitely not. We'll definitely keep our eyes on this story. Uh, what else is going on, Coop? Um, TPE 2020 is coming up in January, and uh, Tobacco Media Group, which is the group that runs the uh, TPE, which is Tobacco uh, Plus Expo, which is a, a newer trade show, uh, it's an up-and-coming trade show, I should say, um, they announced that uh, Carl Malone, the 14-time Malone. NBA All-Star, second all-time leading scorer, is going to deliver the keynote address. Um, Carl's actually in the cigar business. He runs a retail shop uh, with his daughter out in Louisiana, and he also has his own cigar brand um, through La Aurora Cigars. So um, they got a little star power to, to be at the convention this year. So it's good news for folks attending. I mean, do you really think that, I don't know, star power has been at conventions since I first been coming to conventions? I, I don't know who really cares anymore. I could care less um, if Carl Malone's going to be there or not. I, you know, the, the, I'm telling you, the last great keynote speaker that I saw that was truly enjoyable was Terry Bradshaw. They had Terry Bradshaw one year at the IPCPR, and that was an awesome Oh, really? Breakfast. I never knew that. Oh, that was an yeah, awesome, good. awesome breakfast. Um, but, you know... I, Ditko was good, Abe. Ditko was very good when he was there a few years ago. Dick is good, but I, I don't know if that's, you know, yeah, I guess it may be. I think to your point, though, I don't old, I mean, it, yeah, he was getting older by then, but I thought he was very good. I don't think any of these guys get anybody on a plane that wasn't going. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, you know, I mean, and I don't mean that about it. I just mean it's like, it's a fair no, point. yeah, no one's going to jump on a plane because of the keynote speaker being a name that, like, they really want to see. They may be more or less happy when they're there of who they get to see, right. but they're not deciding right. to go because of that. Or even there we had John Taffer. Uh, he lives in Vegas. Yeah, right. Um, you know, no, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I was watching your episode last night. You went through all all the TPE nominations, which, you know, I really kind of find is funny because it's kind of like you just made a self-made nominations, right? This, this is like only, what, one or two years old? Yeah, it's, they're very new. Right. Well, the TPE is not new. Hello? No. <laughs> Yeah, you hear? Yeah. yeah, no, I know the TV's done it. Yeah, TPE's been around a long time. Um, I mean, I, the ownership's changed and, and who running's changed, but it's not new. But this awards is new. And I, do you find it odd when you make up your own awards thing, Fred? You, I thought it was yeah, and I, I right? thought it was really interesting, and, and especially that they're putting it out to the people. Um, and if you listen to the show, I was kind of raising a lot of questions on these nominations. Not that there's bad people or bad cigars or anything like that, but when, you know, I thought it was kind of, I, I mean, there's nothing like giving an award out to get someone to a convention. Well, that, that's funny. That's kind of where the, I think that's this the whole purpose Hold on, it. it's yeah. funny because I was nominated. So, <laughs> uh, and, 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 For what uh, category? Uh, best 
multi chain store. Okay. Multi chain store. I did. I did say I, I think you should win that too. I, I meant that. So. You gave me love. I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, I was not. I, I didn't know you were out there either, listening when no, I said that. No, so. I, I knew I was watching under. So they're saying. So who are the heavy hitters that are not going to other conventions that maybe we could get to come to <laughs> ours? Well, I, you know, I find it very, very odd. You know. Oh, that, yeah, you give somebody an award, they but, show but, up. But, but 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 here's what I did learn. Right, someone actually nominated me. So it may have not yeah. been driven. I think I yeah. voted for you. Like they, they, did they send out an email for Voting Coop? Is that that maybe, company? Maybe, maybe. But you know, I'm not going to go out there and you know send out you know half a million emails. Hey, vote for me for. But you know, I mean, don't they don't they pay to fly you out or something? If I want to go, if I want to go, yeah, they'll they'll pay to take me out there and they hey. do it. You know. Yeah, there. I mean, these awards, these crowdsource awards, are usually the people who can best mobilize their troops if you get them to vote, just like any election, you're going to have the best chance of winning. And if you look historically what Cigar Journal's done, the people who've won the Cigar Journal Awards, which are also voted on by people, are the ones where the companies have said, go out and vote for me right now. That's my point. How, how does it really make me the best retailer that I can just mobilize more people than someone else? Yeah, a lot so, of brands have said that too. That's what I'm So I, you know, I, I think, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's funny as I look at last year after people won, they were so proud. We won! Oh my God, they love me! They really, really love me! <laughs> you know, and it was just weird. You know, I just, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. And, and how do we not just call this like a giant piece of clickbait? Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. I mean, look, it's, it's nice just, to have. Look, it's nice to have some industry recognition. Some industry standard, but I think an organization that's hosting a trade show, you know, that whose process may be not the most organic, you know, um, right? I, I just don't think it, it legitimizes it, as far as I'm concerned. You and, know? It, and there, you and I'm not saying that because I'm probably most definitely not going to win um, because I haven't been to the TPE. Well, now you're not. <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been to the TPE, nor am I probably going to go to the show. But um, the only way you'd get Abe there is if you flew him out private. I bet if they sent you it's a not jet, about that. you would go. It's not about that, Paul. It's about time now, right? When you have four kids and you're married and you got businesses, it's about weighing the value of the time. There's not that much of value for me to be there. Well, you and your and wife take a vacation. We're going to Napa next week. That's our vacation. Okay. Being around a lot of other cigar retailers and is work. my industry is not a vacation, right. you know? Um, we've, we've talked about going to Napa for years, and we were finally doing that trip. Us too. I hear it's amazing. Well, we'll enjoy it. Actually, nice. a, lot, a lot of my dear, dear friends in the actual cigar industry and the uh, booze industry has hooked us up. So we got a lot. Oh, of very, that's great. Yeah, we got into a very lot, a lot of very cool things. That some of it, I mean, one of our, one of our bucket list items has always been to go to the French Laundry. So, and uh, um, that's yeah, well, I mean, actually, one of uh, uh, Robert Keller's brother was a customer of ours. He comes to the register one day and gives me a credit card. I see David Keller. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't have to be uh, Robert Keller's brother, would you? And he's like, uh, why, well, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, he was. I actually gave my wife an autographed cookbook. But that's like always been a place we always said we ever made that. But now, I, this is a last-minute trip because I'm just trying to – my wife is not going to see me for two months now after getting ready for the Great Smoke. So I figured let's do Oh, do trip. it before? Yeah, oh, let's do cool. it. Let's do it. Get a little time. That way, you know, ease the pain of me not being around for the next two months. And – um I said, there's no way I was going to get seating, and I was very lucky. One of my friends in the industry hooked us up, got us seating, so uh, we're going to have one of our bucket awesome. lists. Yeah, we're very That's excited. Awesome. My wife is uber excited over this trip, so that should give me at least two or three months of, you know, <laughs> she won't be mad at me for something <laughs> small. Hopefully. Right? Not Hopefully. Yeah. 
But um, well, do you go to the TPE, Coop? I'm going this year. This is going to be my first year. First going. year. Did you go at all when you were in the industry? No, no. Okay. But they're they're definitely making um, significant inroads uh, because of all the stuff you know with PCA and what's been going around there. They've they've they're definitely capturing well, market share. Well, because without a doubt, because I think Philip and King is running it like. A business, right? They're running it. You know, the, the PCA is made up of mostly, of, you know, guys who run their businesses who meet once or twice a year, and you know, and you know, they're running it like a real outfit. So that's why I actually said on my show, I predict I, my prediction is in the next two or three years that the T, the TPU they'll merge. they'll merge, they'll take over, and it'll be one one thing. I don't know. I, I kind of have that theory. I'm being more and more going to right that theory. Now, rumor <laughs> has it, and it's strictly rumor. Coop, you don't. Working rumors. So no, this is not from do, you. But we do. <laughs> rumors have it that right now there are three major players who are definitely not coming to the trade show next year. To PCA. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, I can confirm yeah. I've heard the same rumor. Yeah. We yeah. can't mention a name, but we know one that's definitely not going that we spoke to at, at one point. Yeah, so, so I, I, I think you're going to start seeing the PCA unravel. But I don't I don't see a reason for them to merge as much as TPE just grabs grabs it. What, what's well, in it for them to merge? I, well, I mean, look, they do have resources, databases, and whatnot. They do. And it, it would be a smart merge. It wouldn't be a stupid merge. But, yeah, I mean, they could do one show for both sides sure. of the industry and make sure. it a mega show. Yeah. Um, I, I think organically it would be better for a trade show as a whole that way. And honestly, I think TPE is running it better. But we'll see what happens. Interesting. All right. So, Coop, what's coming up on Cigar-Coop.com this week? Uh, got a got a review of a Kirk Kendall 724 Factory 57, and I have a uh, a big story I've been kind of working on for a few weeks. It is as we get into top 25 season. Uh, it's an article that's going to compare how far apart uh, online media is from print media um, in terms of their top 25 list. Well, let me ask you this. And they are far apart. Is ask- what, what this article is going to show. Oh, wait, well, let me ask you this: Do you feel that print media is advertising driven? I think it's relationship-driven. Basically, what the hell does that, that mean? Same that, thing, that means, right? yeah, yeah, that's advertising-driven. Um, I think, and I've actually kind of written about this already, I think that when a print pub, when print publications, which I think we know who they are, um, they have a relationship, it leads to the first step of getting on the top 25 list. That's fine. Um, that's when, top when, 25. Yeah. Ratings in general, I mean, do, do you feel that, whether it's top 25 or just regular, do you feel that advertising plays a role when it's print media? I think you could make the same argument with some online media uh, um, publications. But, but if somebody doesn't advertise in a said magazine, do they even get rated? Is it, that it happens? But it's argue- rare. Not right? very often. No, 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 no. The argument is, it's typically when they're courting a company to advertise. Oh, that they rate them. My, well, yeah. My, yeah, my yep. problem. My and, problem. And if with they that. start advertising, the good ratings continue. Okay. If they don't start advertising, guess what happens? My problem was is if you look at the boutique boom and you looked at the uh, you know the top let's say 20 25 30 whatever cigars that were in print media uh-huh. and you look at the boutique boom say let's take let's take you know and, and even when they honed their crops so 2014 15 16 when when that list would not have any boutiques on it no small companies no one you mean to tell me out of all those guys out there and some of them are rock stars some of them, right. none of them ever had a product good enough to make that top 25 or top 20 or top right. 30. That's what to me it's yeah. like completely skewed. Yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I mean, I'm just going to talk about cigar aficionados right now. Um, I just don't agree with that whole system. I, you know, you, you can't tell me the cigar of the year is something that came out 20 years ago, you know, to 15 years ago. I think the top 
five cigars on a legitimate scale. And this is what makes me think that advertising involved because it just wouldn't make sense, right? If your cigar was released in 2019, well, in 2020, we pick out the best cigars, top 25 of yep. what came out in yep. 2019. If your cigar didn't make that cut, well, guess what? It's never going to be number one. It's, there's not this, oh, maybe we'll give it to them two years right, later right, or whatever. Right. No, man. The whole process should be what's coming out. These are the top cigars of 2019. These are the top cigars. And then if once every five years you want to do a lifetime. Right. 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 But th- You don't th- feel like there's a rotational calendar like, oh, hey, so-and-so's up this year. They got to be on there. Right. It just doesn't you make know. sense. And actually, me. you know, and Coop, I, I, I do like your your uh, your list, so don't let me, don't, don't think I'm stepping in yours. One thing I did like about Half Wheel's list, which is their collective list, which is they went to all print media and all legitimate online media, and they created a master list they based it. on winning. Because yeah. you know what? I can tell you from experience. You can manipulate one or the other. You have your friend here. You know he likes you. He's a fanboy. He's not a fanboy. Right, whatever it is, right. you can't manipulate the entire system. So I will say that list was a pretty solid list. You know, Fred actually in the article talks about that consensus list that they've done, mm-hmm. um, and there's 52 different companies that have landed on the consensus list over the last eight years. Nomad, which we when you had it, was number had the 11th most spots of those 52 companies. So Nomad rated very high. Didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I found, it was one of the more interesting data points that came out of what I'm doing. Yeah, I always thought that was an interesting idea because, like I said, you can manipulate one right. or big body, but you, know, can, you can't move the entire system. That yeah, makes sense. So true. And All you right. probably had a lot more heavy boutique on a lot of those guys that really made good cigars. Wait, before yes, Coop goes, definitely, before we let him what go, that's gonna show too. we want to ask him quickly about the Impossible Whopper. Okay. Because we were talking about that. Coop, you you like you were a fan of the Impossible Whopper, right? We were talking about it with Fred. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's been a little bit of of, of a misinformation on. Yes, I, I I had the Impossible Whopper. Yes, I liked it. Um, <laughs> okay. At no point did I ever say I'm going to have this over standard beef. You know, in terms of I prefer this over standard beef. Um. So I, I the problem I have with with a lot of these like, you know, I, I understand when when the meat lovers get upset at the vegans, right? Because when the vegans get militant about trying to ban meat, I think that's wrong. But at the same time, I don't think meat lovers people should be spitting on another option. If someone wants to have something that's plant-based and they like it, let them have it. I, 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 I haven't here. seen that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. Uh, me and yeah. Fred are making the same faces over here. I haven't seen that either. I, I think that gets confused because like, I just can't even see myself going to a menu and seeing real yeah. meat and then impossible means mm, you know what I think today I'm going to try no it's just not happening but, but, with <laughs> Look, all due, but with all due respect as far as whoppers go the beef is impossible meat anyway <laughs> well, you know you know what I'm saying I mean yeah. you're not eating real meat uh, either Fred's way point, far, I heard Fred's point and I remember the comment he made he, he's 100% right about that <laughs> I ain't going to dispute it but I mean I had it and I liked it I, I mean did I want to not like it yeah but I liked it. I'm not I'm giving an honest opinion of that. I like it. Look, I think I think meat eaters are more receptive to a a, a impossible burger in the world than you know vegans why? are to a meat one. Do you know why though? <laughs> because prime primal instinct takes over and that just says more meat for us. Yeah, that's true. We don't have that's an issue true. with it. Oh, you don't want to eat meat? Guess what? I that's right. more. That's, right. that's why we don't care. <laughs> you you laugh at yeah. me, I'm telling you. That's why we don't care. There's not a meat guy out there that's gonna say how could you not eat meat? You're not, no, all right, you don't want to eat good. You make, can you convince some other people not to eat meat too? Because <laughs> that just means there's more for the rest of us carnivores. That's right. You know, that's why that's why we don't care by nature. We don't instinctively. We don't. There's a whole chapter on that. Yes, there is. 
here. Hey, Coop, by the way, speaking of the book, um, I expect to get the 2019 uh, guy that was in the cigar industry, left the cigar industry, wrote a book, uh, number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> <Four> book. <laughs> I don't know. You could be up for person of the year, then. <laughs> well, didn't Dave release his book this year? He had a marketing book uh, last year, didn't it? Was it last year? It, 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 was, it was, I think it was earlier this year. Um, it's not cigar-related, his no, book, though. No, it's more it's retail. Marketing. It's, it's, a, it's a retail-related book. It was a good book. It was a good book. I didn't read his book. It was. He did a nice job on it, yeah. Yeah, he did. I should. There you we go. didn't even talk about it when he was on the air. Just Dave, well, two because, guys? Yeah, because it was post that whole cigar con thing and that was like that's why hot, he was on that was the hot button of that week yeah. so yeah that was the thing we had to talk about alright Coop have a great week we will talk to you next week and make sure everybody out there checks out cigar-coop.com for all the latest news information and high quality reviews thanks yeah. everybody take care take care right. Coop alright with that let's see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum welcome to the cigar asylum did you know I'm utterly insane we all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This week, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. This week's inductee literally got a taste of his own medicine. Muchlis, who goes by... You never corrected this verbiage. I did. Muchlis, who goes by one name. Oh, yeah, he goes by one name, which is very customary in Indonesian culture, is deeply conservative province of Indonesia. He recently received 28 lashes in front of a crowd after being caught having an affair with a married woman. The kicker? The company he works for advises the local government on drafting and implementing religious laws. In fact, he created the law requiring lashings for adultery, which he was being punished by. <laughs> a video of local news agency shows him grimacing as each strike is delivered onto his back by a masked officer on stage. Why do they mask the officer? Do they think retribution? Like the guy's got well, some it's I wonder. It's also the same reason why every time they do the lethal injection, that person is wearing a mask and not seen. The doctor is not seen. But, like, but, 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 in what, Florida, the man, okay, the guy wears a spacesuit. If you're lashing a dude, if, okay, <laughs> let me just walk, work this out. If you're lashing a dude, he's going to survive. And, you know, you might run into him at the grocery store, the drive-thru, and <laughs> he sees you. You may be a little resentful. You remember, son of a bitch. Yeah, I remember getting lashed. But when you're beheading a dude... Oh, you're killing him. What do you care? He's oh, ret 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 retribution from the family that's watching. Yeah, uh, right. I, I would. Uh, right. And everybody I, knows you're the murderer. I didn't you protect think about the identity that. of. Him. I didn't yeah. think about it. All right, yeah. no problem. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> and they did it in front of a handful of onlookers, some of whom filmed it with their cell phones. The woman who he was caught with also received a series of lashes. This real this region follows Shahira law, which uses caning and lashing to punish a series of offenses such as homosexuality, drinking alcohol. Having sex outside of marriage. Well, who would want to live there? Well, Sharia law. I mean, right? That's just what it is. Eh? Congratulations, Mukhlis. You uh, were at least mad enough to take the punishment that you have created. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum. Fantastic. Yes, interesting one. Interesting pick this week. Yeah, well done, Paul. Adam oh, hated it. Way to, way to end on a high note. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, right? Really weird. Oh, we still have a, a minute Producer. or two. Well, listen, if, wow. if, if, we also got through a loose caption contest, which is a pretty funny photo of uh, Coop last week eating crickets. I can't remember what oh, the yeah, flavor yeah, yeah. was, whether it was yeah. sour. Uh, no, he had the salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Crickets. Crickets. I saw that. Don't Would you online. eat crickets? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have, I have. too. Yeah. I've eaten worms, dried up worms. I mean, they just taste like whatever they put yeah, on them. Just crickets look it's the, just the sawdust whole, with whatever flavoring exactly. is what it tastes like. The whole legs and eyeballs. I mean, the You're in it for the flavor, though. It's like escargot. Nobody likes snails. Oh. You're in it for the garlic butter. Yeah, without You're in it for the garlic butter. Yes. 
And if that waiter tries to take away that plate before you've sopped up all the garlic, every ounce of it, he is dead. He's dead. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a sin. That's a way you, you could have erasers in there, and no one would care. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Garlic butter. I'm in. Absolutely. Well, Fred, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it's, thanks it's for a having good me. Show, man. It just really uh, was. just remind everybody how they can get the book. What yeah, the go to Amazon, are. search for "So Long and Thanks for All the Bacon" book. Uh, otherwise, you'll probably find other bacon stuff. You can download the next 72 hours until Monday night, midnight, or some whatever time they cut it off. Uh, a digital version that you can put a kin- on a Kindle app, like a tablet or something like that. Otherwise, the paperback's on there right now you can buy, and the audiobook narrated by me will actually be there within probably a week or two. Okay. That's pretty cool, too. Absolutely. That's pretty. actually, yeah, that that would be something I would, I'd like to hear it in your voice. Obviously. I only did that because I had got Steve Martin's audiobook, and it was such a neater story hearing him tell it. Always. Yeah. Because it, you get the subtle influence. Just so you know, I'm an, audio, I'm an audible guy. I'm an yeah. audiobook guy. I listen to the car a lot. This was like the first, like, <laughs> this is like the first book I've read. I'm proud of you. Physically. I'm, I'm, I'm a long pre- time. You did better than Adam. I gave him a copy last week. I'm fine. You didn't have enough time. Yeah. Too, much, too much bourbon. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I, this is actually the first. This is the first physical book I've actually read in a long time. So, but it was good. It was enjoyable. Thank you, Fred. Thank best you of luck chocolates. with the book. Thank you for Thank being you. here. May it sell thousands and thousands of copies. Everybody out there, make sure you go get yeah, one. Next thing you know, he'll be on Oprah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think she's not anymore. No. I, 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 you can still get an Oprah book club sticker. She does stuff. Yeah. You can get an Oprah book club sticker. Number one Oprah book of the Maybe year. Maybe she'll interview yeah. yeah. really. podcast. Oh, she, she does, does a Weight Watchers. Podcast. Yeah. Weight Watchers. I could be on Weight Watchers. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. There were some rumors about you doing book a podcast. Book sucks, but you lost weight. There were some rumors about you doing a podcast. I just can't think of what to do every single week for an hour. Well, you'll hire somebody really bad like Paul, and they don't do nothing for you either, so you're good to go. Oh, I can do that. I'm but, available. I'm sure you will be after this show. You could, you could just do 30 minutes. But you know what's funny, though? Is I'm, I'm serious, though. Do you guys realize, do you guys, have, is it just me or if you notice there's like 400 podcasts now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. see oh, a new yeah. one. Yeah. I see a new podcast I've never heard of on Facebook like every week. Yeah. It's insane. Podcasts are, let's see, they're the new snap bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well said. Yeah. Everybody's got them. Everybody wants to do them, and anybody can get them. There's a couple that are worth listening to. I would no, say. There I are. listen there to are. a few of them. I mean, I, I, I love the ones that just really like, don't even care about the audio or the sound or the yeah. angle. I mean, it's like it, sometimes it's not There's even. guys that do it on their phone. Yeah, sometimes it's not that it's, it's hard to. It's not that the content is bad. It's just hard to watch. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm hearing the background noise. You know, mom's doing dishes in the kitchen right. behind them. You know, hear like, kids Whoa. screaming. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny, but. You know, we'll take everything to the next level when our studio's ever done. One of these days. Hey, I met with the, I met, met, we met with the contractor. It's going to be going. Oh, you did actually meet with the contractor? I didn't know that you actually met with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the architect just finished the drawings like a week ago. That's what I was waiting ago. for. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. architect's done with the drawings, and the contractor picked them up last week, and we're waiting for his bid. So. I know Skip Excellent. is watching right now. Skip, get ready. That means you're actually going to have to come on. You're going to be our first guest <laughs> we'll, in the show. We'll see if he doesn't in the new chick- studio. We'll, we'll see if he doesn't chicken out. He's know? not. I think he. I. I actually think that Skip is a man of his word. He Listen, said that he, he would. You know, if he could do the interview on Facebook behind a keyboard, maybe. I just don't know. If no, he's got to come in. We'll he's got to come in. He will. He will. I, know. I like. He and I want to smoke a baka. I've never smoked. It was good. I smoked. I hear. I, yeah. I've heard really great things about it. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, yeah, he has, he has yeah. great cigars. Listen, if you want any skip prod, just ask Fred. He's always sending it to Fred. <laughs> really? Fred no. Fred. No. What? He sent you a whole bunch of swag. He did. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. I, follow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow you, Fred. Actually, I'm a I re- you know, like if I go through all the cigars I like, though, one of the ones that's always in my, you know, the, always in the humidor stock would be um, Skip's Neanderthal. Okay. I really like that cigar. 
And the Baco is very good. See, I don't want to like a cigar that I just can't get what I want. That's my problem. I try well, to. Well, you make sure things. you keep enough of them, and then you know. Mm. I don't know where. I mean, to I, get, know I, I don't know where to, to shop if you want me to hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just call Ronnie Haysha. <laughs> oh, didn't he win multi-vendor of the year or multi-shop of the year? Oh, they haven't announced it yet. Sorry. My bad he won Habibi of the year. That's what Habibi. he won. Habibi of the year. Habibi. All right. Anyway, next week, Akil from Radio Cigars will be here. And Kevin Abbott from Akeel Barrel of Bones. Akil. 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 Akil's going to be. Oh, Who's wow. Akil. Who's Akil? I, I know. Oh. He booked him. This should be an interesting That's going to be awesome. I know. Not since Lars Eaton are you, you going to have so much entertainment. <laughs> wow. I, th- I told him when he told me the other day. Oh, I meant to. No! You want to come and co-host? No, but I did want to sit there and talk about how I did everything eight years old today, and I forgot to work that in. <laughs> I forgot to work that in. Well, didn't you write this book originally when you were eight? Oh, no, found, yeah, the first version was. The yeah, abs- oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is that, madness. That book he won't tell us about he wrote when he was eight. Yeah. I, now I'm, I'm so intrigued now. It's like I'm what can this book be? You it never went anywhere. Because I may rewrite it and bring it back. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is it a predicate date book? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's end. All right, we got to get out of here. Well, and Kevin Abbott from Barrel of I Bikes said for, that, yes. No, I didn't hear you say I that. Said that. Yeah, Kevin really? Abbott, Barrel of Monks, be here. We were, we were already, we were already ending it. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Till then, and as always, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Cigar fairies making round. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.